Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the wizarding world. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 33 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows: The Prince's Tale. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along and join the conversation. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Donate to Black Girls Create? You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering chime at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. Also, if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deb, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscreate.org. Um, and this final announcement. Um, so oh as gosh. y'all, you know, clearly know, we are wrapping up book seven of Harry Potter, um, which means that we will soon be live tweeting Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows parts one and two. So join us on Friday, August 2nd at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern for part one. And then Saturday, August 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific time for part two. Um, we'll use the hashtags wizard team and HPDH. Um, so hopefully you can join us for both days. Um, and after that, after the live tweet, which is our last live tweet, we will, um, you know, discuss the movie and the books and all that stuff. Um, and your last chance for getting in your votes is when we press mm-hmm. play. On part, is on part one. On part one on part one so so you have until friday august 2nd at 5 59 p.m pacific time 8 59 p.m eastern time 7 59 p.m central you get it you have until then to get all of your votes in so you know be a good wizard team citizen and vote do it rock the vote Magic the vote. Magic the vote is better. Magic the vote, yeah. Pretend I said that okay. first. Magic the vote. <laughs> and charm the vote. Charm the vote. Charm the vote's better. Charm the vote. That's a winner. Charm the vote. I said That's that the first winner. time. That's what I said. That's what I've been saying. Yes. Charm the vote. The whole time. Um and now for Wizard Team News. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, cool. Shout out to we did Love Yosakam last weekend, um, which was cool. Shout out to meeting team members Nicole and Zay. That was awesome. And then next our next con is like literally in two weeks. My goodness. Uh my goodness. But when we go to our next con, guess what? Ah, she'll be seven. <laughs> well we'll well, yes, but but we'll get when, there. What what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that chicken butt will be seven. Oh, when we get there, when we get to Mexico, yeah. when we're at okay, Mexican. never mind. That what when what, what kind Yosekan. of what kind of no? Mexican. I got excited, Robin. Can we just stay? <laughs> okay, we're, we're backtracking and we're just gonna cut the hell because I'm, I'm, I'm make... looking at the date no, and I'm like, my, ma'am, my babes. Ma'am. So our next <laughs> let's. <laughs> 
So our next thing, um, next con is MistyCon, which will be at from July 18th to the 21st. Um, we It'll be us and Connie, and hopefully some other folks will, you know, venture up to Terrytown. Hopefully. Um, some of y'all, because it's not, it's not super far from New York, so maybe some of y'all can, like, slide up. I don't know when the schedule's going live, but, uh, yeah, but we're definitely doing Wizard Team Live. We're going to do a Hogwarts BSU. We're, um... In the keynote, which is talking about diversity in Harry Potter. So, yeah, it should be fun. We're out here. Also, you know, like, if you are going to come, like, you know, dress up. Robin. I don't know if you have to <laughs> I mean, dress you don't have up. to, but, like, you can. I am no, I was, I was mm. listening to you, and then I was thinking, like, do you... Not that you have to, because I, I don't really plan to. to. I might, I might, if I can, like, swing it, we'll see, because I have a lot of stuff to purchase in the next couple <laughs> weeks, but I'm going to try to buy some robes, finally. Um, like, you don't have to, but it's an immersive con, so, like, if you were walking, I mean, just like most, or any Harry Potter cons, if you're walking around in your robes, anybody going to be looking at you sideways. Bring your wand. That's really important. Right. Because we didn't do that for Leviosa Con. Can someone remind me to bring my wand? It's become a thing now. It's it's like damn near comical. Yeah. How often I get to a convention and then realize I don't have my wand. And yet, when I walk around in everyday life, a lot of times, I have my wand. I mean, be that way sometimes. You know? Don't be James Potter. Keep that you thing on you. Um, so yeah, MistyCon, July 18th to the 21st. We'll be out there. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll have some Patreon content for that. I'm not sure. We have to figure out what the actual schedule is before we like plan those things. Um, but it should be fun. Hope y'all be there. Um, and then, yeah. Also, on July 12th at 6 p.m. Pacific time... We will be doing our first ever writing sprint. So you should, you know, join us on Twitter. Um, it's the BGC Quit Quills Writing Sprint. Well, we will be... Hashtag Yep, we'll, where we'll be, we'll take like an hour and a half, two hours, um, and you just get writing done. If you have like a work in progress you're trying to do, you want to start a new thing, you want to like brainstorm or, you know, do a free write or something... We're going to have like little writing prompts. We'll have advice and tips on like how to like start if you're feeling stuck. Um, we'll have little check-in moments where you can kind of like, you know, check in with folks on Twitter about how you're doing. So like if you're, if you've been sitting on a Hogwarts BSU idea and you've just been like, I don't know, I'm like intimidated. Don't worry about that. Just like write it. If after that you decide you don't want to, like, do nothing with it, that's fine. But, like, write things, you know? If you have, like, an original story you've been waiting on, you got a poem you need to be you need to write, you know, anything. Join us for the Quick Quills Writing Sprint, 6 p.m. Pacific time. You need to write out, like, legal documents, um, your, wheel, your will and testament, last will and testament. Like, that's not kind of really what we're going for, but you could do that. It's still writing, you know? Yeah. Just write things. You need, just you know, write things. have your laptop out. Your, your grocery you a, list. You, you have a notebook just if you want to do like longhand, like, you know, there are things. I'll be writing something. I don't know what I'll be writing. We'll figure it out on the day. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun. So that's July 12th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. That is a Friday. So you have like 10 days from now. Um, when you're hearing this on Wednesday. So 
you know, just percolate, think about it, and, like, we'll be there. Um, the HPA is going to be joining us, as will Lily Mead, who um, was one of our features a couple months ago on Black Girls Create, but is also a writer and, like, a YouTuber. So she'll be joining us as well. It'll be fun. Our very own Portia will be right. <laughs> will be joining us since she's in the chat talking about how we're attacking nah. her. Amani will be um, supporting us, even though he says nobody asked for it. We asked for it. We're asking for it's it right now. Dragging. It's not um, dragging. It's a mo- it's a space. It's not a dragging. It's a space for us because we all have you know a need space to build out to write. We all have creativity. If you want to write songs. This isn't an attack. You know what it's I mean? A, it's a space where it's a safe space for y'all to write. That's all it is. And it'll be fun. And we'll probably... And it'll be supportive. And we'll do more. So, like, and, if you don't... If you're not yeah. able to make it this time, you know, like, July 12th, y'all got... You got something going on, whatever, you out in the club because it's a Friday night. Do that, and then the next time you can join us. But if you're not at the club on a Friday yeah. night, then you should join our writing sprint. Also, you can tell who we are because it never occurred to me that someone would want to be out on Friday night right. <laughs> until I you mean, just said. So I assume you're at the club. actually, really, what you could do, I guess, because I mean, that's more for the East Coast. If you're on the West Coast, then you do the writing sprint and then you go to the club. And you go to the club feeling lighter because you've put a dent in that thing that's been, you know, sitting on the back mm-hmm. of your brain. And you're like, and then you like somebody comes up, buys you a drink. They're like, "Hey, what's up, fam? Can I get you a drink? What do DJ you do?" And you're said, like, "I just wrote for two hours, so that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> I will take that drink." DJ said, "Why are her two options out being social or crying in front of my writing pad? Those aren't you're your not going to cry. The third and actual like best option is to write you. with your friends supporting you and gassing you up." And then, you know, living your life in the best way that you have deemed livable. So, yeah. Yeah, Sure. So do it. Go do it. Okay. Again, also not. You just are all over the place. This is news. and cheer and charm. You could put that news. No, 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 because if we get to do things that you stand, which I love Beyonce, but we get Beyonce news, we get that this news. That is so incredible. Veronica Mars this is, is not back. that I stand. Like, we, like it's it not both of us. Super. It is super That's comparable fake. because Veronica Mars is back, bitches. We're going Ooh. back to Neptune. I'm excited. Are you excited? You I'm should tired. be excited because it's back. The whole three seasons on Hulu, and then the fourth season is coming, and it is magical. And yes, it's newsworthy. Okay. Yay! Patronus and Cheering Charms. So, shout out to those who sent us Cheering Charms this past week. Um, big shout outs to, well, these were like in honor of our 200th episode last week, so like shout out to that. Um, shout out to Grace, Amani, Maggie, DJ, and Nicole. And then we also have two new Patronuses who, um, I think are both in the chat. So shout out to Raquel and Taylor. Y'all are the best. We appreciate you. Real you. Ones. Another one. You out here. You know, it's great. I'm excited. Beow, beow, mm-hmm. beow. And like, what a lovely chapter to join us on, you know? <laughs> um, and now magical birthdays. So um, this Saturday, well, actually we missed last Friday 
Um, oh yeah. Last Friday was Dobby's birthday, so that's important to like shout out. Shout out to Dobby. Um, and then this coming Saturday is both Aminata's birthday and Brandon's sibling birthday. Saturday. So double sibling sibling moment. Um, Aminata is about to be seven fake years news. old, so that's that's what that the is. thing. That's fake. It's a thing, and so that you know, it's not. It is real. Also, hilariously, if you go back to like our first episode, we talk about how Ami will be seven <laughs> when we're finishing mm-hmm. these. Good mm-hmm. lord! And we're finishing these I feel seven. Bamboozled, ambushed, bushwicked, bushwicked. That's not it. No, it's definitely not that. Lied to, led astray. It's definitely not that. Also, I think yeah. it's fake. But my baby is so, three. Um, she's not, but I I understand the, kids. the shooketh the shookishness the shookethness of both you and the chat. I get it, surely. The girl is just a wee, wee thing. I mean, wee wait, That's it. Also, it's DJ's birthday. What? Ain't saying no, nothing. It's in the calendar now. Nothing to do with that. Um. Yeah. DJ just out here like, oh, by the way, my birthday is also. Oh, by the like, way, like we didn't tell y'all to at- give us your birthdays. But also, give us your birthdays, y'all. Like we don't just say that. <laughs> just say it. There's a calendar. <laughs> we put it in there, and then I'm putting we DJs sh- in right now. We shout you out on the podcast. Deb shouts you out in the newsletter. The, if you join the community, you get shouted out in the community, but we can't shout you out. We can't wish you best wishes if we don't know. So happy birthday, DJ. Happy birthday, DJ. Yay. That's a lot. Y'all got a lot of cancers. So many cancers. DJ BJ. Honestly, though, we say that almost every time. Like, there's really, like, there's a lot of everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, this Sunday is none other than Dr. Kishana's birthday. So shout out to Kishana. Mother of the Niffler. Extra averts. (laughs) Extra averts. I can't. Scientist of viruses and yes. lover of immunizations. <laughs> Vaccinate your Vaccinate kids. Vaccinate your kids. <laughs> if you want to give her in honor, if you want to give her a birthday gift, vaccinate your offspring. All right, let's move on. Um, previously. On Wizard Team. Y'all were wildin'. There was a lot happening. Um, so Y'all don't know how to make y'all don't know how to appreciate a somber moment. I don't know what you're talking about. Laughing at folks. I don't know. I I can't even keep it. I can't even Snape. Yeah, I was like, um (laughs) Okay. So um, no one cares. He died. Cool. Yeah. So, okay. So, yes. So, things that happened previously on Wizard Team. um, 
Voldemort is worried about the Elder Wand not working for him, so he has Lucius, who just wants Draco to be safe, um, go and bring Snape to him. Harry sees all this because Hermione's like, all right, we ain't got time for the bullshit. We got to find Nagini. We got to kill her. We got to get, you know, get this show on the road. Um, Harry sees this by going into his mind, realizes that Voldemort's not even fighting. He's in the Shrieking Shack. So they have to run through the battle um, and occasionally, like, you know, help out where they can. But mostly they're just trying to get through the battle to get to the Shrieking Shack. Um, By the time they get there, Voldemort is talking with Snape. Voldemort is like, wow, Snape, how loyal you've been. Really hate that I'm going to have to do this to you. You hate to see Um, it. And Snape is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've been so loyal. Like, let me help you. I have more value. And and Voldemort's like, yeah, the value is to die. So um, he has Nagini wrapped up in this little bubble soccer thingy float over to Snape plop on his head makes Nagini eat food that you know she she's it it didn't sit well with her stomach but you know it was for she was like not the she finished and she goes you know what I think I'm going vegan yeah she's like me perhaps not Mm. maybe I'm done with I'm done I'm done with human yeah let's move to something else um you know how you did that like one bad thing and then you can't eat it no more yeah you're just so traumatized yeah, it's like um, I had a really bad. I used to like pumpkin spice lattes. Ha ha. Jimmy, they're. I, I mean, they're honestly, they're not like it's, it's like cinnamon. Um, but I had one that was really bad, and so I can no longer drink them because I can still like it was close enough that like I can taste it in the ones that are made okay. Yeah, or that are made well. You know what I mean? And then it's just like every time I'm just like, ugh, no. So. <laughs> And I have, like, a science teacher, I think, in middle school who didn't like root beer because she had been given it um, by, like, a, like to wash down some kind of medicine when she was a kid. Mm. And so it just, like, messed it up for her. So my mom used... It. I couldn't drink orange juice for a very long time because my mom used to make me take my iron with orange juice. They were like, put it in juice. But the shit was... It was tar. Yeah. Or, juice ain't gonna make that better. No. Just put it in water. Or whatever, mm-hmm. or just let me yeah. drink the tar and be miserable. And yeah. for a long time, I just couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah, it's gross. So that's how Nagini is with humans now. Yep. So, like, I mean, that's in some ways good for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so now Snape's dead, um, and Harry's all, or he's dying, and Harry's all in shock. So he goes out to. I don't even, it's weird. He goes out to, like, see him for some reason, and then Snape is like, here, take all of my memories that are pouring from my face. And Hermione's like, here, I got a flask for you, fam. So then Harry gathers up all the memories. Snape is like, look at me in the eyes. And then he dies. And I'm still like, ugh. Yeah. Gross-ass motherfucker. But, you know. Look at me in the eyes. So I can forget all of the pain that I have be like bes- that I have given you and remember fondly all of the pain that I gave your mother and also you know that time I got her killed on accident that one you know whatever yeah whatever apparently but yeah so we're going to get to the chapter but first a word from our sponsor 
Okay, so chapter 33, The Prince's Tale. Time out. <clears throat> yeah. Did you ever think, I'm um, not time out, like time out on recording, like yeah. before we get started. Did you yeah. ever think about The Prince's Tale being funny? No. Like when I hear the title, The Prince's Tale, I'm always like, oh man, that's got a lot of trauma in it. And I don't really care about Snape. But it's a very sobering chapter. And then I yeah. read it and I'm like, this shit got Honestly, jokes on jokes on jokes. Like, I feel like I was mostly, I don't think that was, I can't remember. I feel like I'd have to read it aloud. Like, honestly, when I was reading it, I was like more disgusted than usual, like than usual, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in the past I've been like, Snape is trash and I know Snape is trash as I'm reading it, but like. You know, plot. And also when you're, I think, also, like, not really close reading, just, like, reading it mm-hmm. and being like, this is gross, but I'm getting to the plot. I'm yeah. reading, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of the Battle of Hogwarts, so, like, let's just keep it moving. Um, and this time I was more just like, yo, this dude's trash. I was time. just like, I was like, mostly, I was just like, wow. Call, my notes are basically, can someone just call Iyanla and let's move on? Like, yeah, he truly just needs a therapist. Where so, like, is that, yeah. the therapy? Yeah. Woo. So it's kind of like it, it. That part has been, you know. But I. But also, oh, I think also. God, like, Portia. Portia said the irony of Nagini being in a bubble, then Snape giving her bubble guts, and I just. <laughs> you know, it bees that way sometimes. Ooh. Okay, so, The Prince's Tale. So, Harry remains kneeling at Snape's side, which, you know, it's not clear, but he, you know, I think it's really just he's kind of in shock. I'm sure there's, like, some people who, like, especially if you, like, hate someone that much. Like, some people, any, like, hate or love, where you just kind of, like, I can't believe this person is dead. Like, he doesn't, he's not, like, sad. He's just, like, that's crazy kind of thing, you know? Just like, oh, yikes. Um, so, and he's staring at him until a high, cold voice speaks so close that Harry jumps to his feet, um, thinking that Voldemort re-entered the room, but it's just him using Sonorous Maxima again. Um, he says, Tom says, you have fought valiantly. Lord Voldemort knows how to value bravery. Ooh, the third person. Great. It's so much. Tomothy! Just say I! Then goes, and then he'd yeah, be switching switch. between the third person and the first person, and I'm like, where he are does, we? He has he does do that because the next he says, Yet yet you have sustained heavy losses. If you continue to resist me, you will all die one by one. I do not wish this to happen. Every drop of magical blood spilled is a loss and a waste. Lord Voldemort is most is merciful. <laughs> I command my forces to retreat immediately. And I'm just like, sir. Can we pick a person? Narr- what is that called? I don't know what that's called. Perspective, a person perspective. Yeah, he. Yeah. Miss Ryder Lee. It sounds like it sounds like what happened is he was used to writing in one way, and and then he's so used to writing in one way that like when he's trying to do the other way, it reverts back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it sounds like. Um. Then he says, "You have one hour. Dispose of your dead with dignity. Treat your injured." And then he goes. Then he basically is like, he just calls Harry all the way out, basically. So he goes, mm-hmm. and really it's because he f- believes himself the master of the wand. So he's been holding back until he's like, okay, cool. I mastered the wand. I'm coming for you, Harry. Fuck you and your clique. Like, 
come see about me kind of situation. Um, so he says, I speak now, Harry Potter, directly to you. You have permitted your friends to die for you rather than face me yourself. I shall wait for one hour in the Forbidden Forest. If at the end of that hour you have not come to me, have not given yourself up, then back. Uh, then battle recommences. This time I shall enter the fray myself, Harry Potter. And it's like, again, you don't, he knows who you're talking to. You said it at the beginning. Um, and I shall find you and I shall punish every last man, woman, and child who has tried to conceal you from me one hour. Um, so then Ron and Hermione both look at Harry like, what we're not going to do. <laughs> like yeah. immediately, like, because they know that that, like, I mean, the whole reason Voldemort says it is because he knows that it'll actually like get at Harry and make him come to him. Um, also, it's kind of hilarious because you didn't realize like Harry was literally like two feet from where you just were. But <laughs> okay, it's <laughs> like you didn't really have to call him out; he was just there, he was there the whole time. Yeah. Um. So Ron and Hermione are like, "Don't listen to him. We, you know, we'll." Let's get back to the castle and we'll think of a new plan. Um, and then Harry takes the invisibility cloak, looks at Snape. He doesn't know what to feel except shock at the way Snape had been killed and the reason for which it had been done. Um, and so as they're, you know, going back, they're climbing back um, through the tunnel, he, like, Voldemort's thoughts are, you know, or Voldemort's words are, like, in his head. And so really, again, it's, like, one of these things... So the thing where he's saying, like, you have permitted your friends to die for you, like, I feel like it wouldn't hit as hard if he, if Harry was, like, keeping the Muggleborns in his head. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like his whole kind of, like, frame of reference for defeating Voldemort, it's like, yeah, all the stuff he's doing is terrible, and that's why I want to defeat him, but it's very much, like... But in these in these situations, it feels more like I'm gonna kill him because he killed my parents. Or it just feels more, and not that the personal part is is unimportant, um, but it just sometimes it feels like in thinking about the personal part, he forgets about the bigger picture. I also think though that he is 17, and Voldemort is doing a very good job at poking and playing on that personal yeah, absolutely. part so that he does forget and that's the point right is that like yeah for Voldemort it's important that or if the point is that he that Harry feels like people are dying for him and that he could yeah. stop this whole thing if he would just give himself up um because that is like the best way to kind of it's weird to say weaken him, but it's like the best way to kind of, yeah, like weaken him and and make and break him down because the, imagine the like moral strength and fortitude that he would get if he was, if he went into it being like, they're not dying for me. They're dying for a better world. Like mm -hmm. what Luna said, you know, basically. Right. And and we're all fighting against not just Voldemort, but this idea of what he wants this world to look like, then that gives not that gives Harry strength as opposed to mm -hmm. this, which only gives him guilt, you know? Exactly. Um, DJ points out that this also may not have hit his heart if Fred hadn't just died. Yes. Um, and then 
Zay says this is serious evil gaslighting, which like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, Tom is really good at that. Oh, totally. <laughs> like he he totally misses the point in a lot of ways, um, which is like, you know, why he eventually like is defeated, but um but he's very much like Yeah, he's very good at manipulating people and like figuring out even if he doesn't like I think really his weakness is that he doesn't value the things that he kind of sees as weaknesses. Yeah. Um he doesn't get the flip side and how they could be dangerous for him. Um but on like just on like a one dimensional side he kind of fit he knows like how to use people's like weaknesses and guilt and all that kind of stuff against them. Um so, you know. And he's confident. Like at this point he's like he's, you know, dancing at the 10 yard line or whatever dj is talking about this and says harry's magical identity is linked to his closeness to certain people and hatred of them and dumbledore and fred are gone and now snape is gone and harry is like who even am i and what am i doing and i don't want anyone dying for me not even people i hate i don't know i feel i mean i feel like but i get that because i don't again like i don't think like because again, like Snape technically was killed f- for Harry, even if he was still, even if he wasn't a double agent or whatever. Um, and Wormtail, which, which we still up don't to. know. Yeah. Um, and I'll also say that, like, as much as Harry hated Snape, it was very much in the way that he hated Sirius in book three. Like, what are you actually going to do? Yeah. You know? So, like, them die, like, if Sirius had, like, been killed, in book three with Harry still thinking that he's the notorious mass murderer or whatever. I feel like that would still stick with Harry in a in a different way. Like he wouldn't have been able to do it. So I feel like he'd still be like, hold up. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, okay. So, um, so they're walking, uh, back to the castle um, it's only an hour or so from dawn, so they've literally been fighting, like, all night. Uh, the castle's unnaturally silent, um, but uh, Ron leads the way to the Great Hall, with where everyone is. The house tables are gone, and the room is crowded. Survivors stand in groups, their arms around each other's necks. The injured are being treated um, upon a raised platform by Madame Pomfrey and a group of helpers. Um, and then the day lay, sorry, the dead lay in a row in the middle of the hall. Which I'm just like... For what? For trauma. For what? Josephine? And also, it's a war, and where else are you going to put them? But trauma. Mm-hmm. Or trauma. Rude. Um, for the gram. <laughs> not the gram. Yep. Um, so, so Harry can't see Fred's body because his family surrounds him. George is kneeling at his head, and Mrs. Weasley is lying across his chest, her body shaking, um, while Mr. Weasley strokes her hair as he's also crying. And I just... Why? Joanne. Can we not? She's like, but I um, must. Have you met me? I'm the worst. And you're like, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's, yeah, truly the worst. Truly. Um, so, Portia, I'm gonna, I might have to. Bench her? <laughs> you bench Portia? her out of the chat. <laughs> nope. I'm about to remove her. I tried to remove the whole chat, but you know, apparently that's not 
it's against the spirit of this whole thing or whatever. Okay, without a word to Harry, Ron and Hermione walk away. They, um, Hermione approaches Ginny uh, and hugs her. Ron joins Bill, Fleur, and Percy, who flings an arm around Ron's shoulders. Um, and then as Ginny and Hermione move closer, Harry has a clear view of the bodies lying next to Fred, Remus and Tonks, pale and still and peace- peaceful looking, apparently asleep beneath the dark enchanted ceiling. So I, this is still irritating to me. Like I'm not even, I feel like in other rereads, or in other reads I've been sadder about Remus and Thomas's death, but in this case, I'm just kind of like. <sighs> I will say that it, it gave us some me. very lively discussion in the community last week. Um, we were talking about, uh, they were talking kind of about our reactions to Remus and Tonks. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically Tonks. Specifically. Right, like coming to the battle. Yeah, Tonks coming to the pa- battle. So I appreciated it again for the conversation piece of it all. Um, yeah. But yeah. But okay, so this is this is my problem with it. There are a couple. Um, the main one is one that we've already kind of talked about, which is... Ad nauseum. Um, left field. With, yeah, which is left field. Um, also, the fact that both of the... Like, it's left field, but also, like, very specifically... I'm sorry. Before for, you go into your next point, um, in the left field point, for, Maggie yeah. just said they died as they lived in left field. With Yes. Exactly. Well, like, and the whole thing is, is like, so my issue really isn't what happened as to po- as opposed to why it happened, right? And like in the way that it happened, um, because there's really no reason for either either of them to die. Yeah, I could, and there's no reason for either of them to die. It also there's it's not like it doesn't hit at least not for me as like a tragic thing mm-hmm. because the buildup for it was like nothing right like they just got together at the end of the last book and we just realized that they even wanted to be together now all of a sudden they got a baby now all of a sudden they did like it felt very much like just a theme or like a running like device that joe wanted to have is like a full circle thing from lily and james but not so much as like something that is important for the plot um or yeah. important for those characters it was very much like i'm gonna force them to do this um, and so that's kind of why it frustrates me when Tonks runs in. It's not just like because she's the mom. It's also because, like, why are you here, right? Like, and not mm-hmm. just the like. I, I could. It just feels, and especially because the way she runs in, we also don't actually get a moment for them. Nope. You know, so like, if if we were gonna do all that, and like, we could be mad at like Tonks and Remus for dying. Technically, I'm like. I'm at this point 95% sure Remus was dead before Tonks even got here. So there's that, which is like, she wouldn't know that obviously, but we don't like see Remus and have a real mo- a moment for Harry and Remus. We don't even have a moment for Harry and Tonks or like, I don't know, Jimmy and Tonks. They were supposed to be like siblings or whatever, like, or at least like someone for Jenny to look up to. Like they just don't, they get the like, Oh, they're together. Yeah. I also think like one thing that I've been thinking about a lot too, is the fact that like they're, if it was going to, they're both highly capable, so, like, in dueling and a defense of the dark arts, you know what I mean? So it just felt also like Tonks, we were talking kind of about, you know, Tonks is trained and, um, and so who, 
the conversation in the in the community last week kind of went into like out of Tonks or Remus, who should be at the battle. Like Tonks should be there because she's a trained or, and we were kind of you know going along those lines. I mean, and I was but thinking Remus is also the like, defense against the dark, dark arts, arts professor. Teacher, so professor. It's, honestly, it's not even about like it's about whoever they decide. Like I don't even think yeah. really it's like who we decide. It's about whoever they decide stays home, stays home. Right. And that's what On I was, and that's of, what I was saying like, too. They they presumably the way that it reads decided that Tonks is going to stay home. Like came to that conclusion as a couple or whatever. Um but it's also just yeah, like she disregards the mutual decision that they made as a couple. They don't we don't, like you said, we don't get to see them interact at the Battle of Hogwarts. And she comes in like, where's Remus? Not, I'm here to fight. I'm here to help. Um, and like, could also be like, where's Remus? Like, that's not, it's not like that's not. They're a not mutually question. exclusive. Yeah. It's just that the only times that she is asking about anything. Sorry, now I'm going back. Tonks is like, uh, have you seen Remus? That's the first thing she says when she comes in. Then she runs off. And then Aberforth Rose runs by and she says, have you seen Remus? Those are the only two questions that she's asked. She's like fighting in the meantime, sure. But like, that's all she's asking. Not like where we needed, where the, where the defense is mm-hmm. like thin, whatever, right? So, and then on top of that, she runs off and it's not like we see them fight. We, not like we actually see them do anything. We don't see them even get together and be like, oh. Like you know, in the like, movie, they have their reach out and hold hands like, thing, which always bothered right. me too. Because I'm like, don't reach for each other reach for your damn wand <laughs> reach for your wands yeah that's true um but it, I, it just feels like and really i think also again if we had seen their relationship in a way like that was more on page as opposed to us just being told about their relationship i think i would feel it more it's just fr- it's also frustrating because of who Tonks was when she was in- introduced versus who she is now and i feel like oftentimes when folks want to like or at least what it seemed like is arguing for why she should be there, which I'm not even saying she shouldn't um, as long as Remus is home, like thinking about, or they're thinking about how she was in the fifth book, but Joe completely stripped all of that away once she decided that she was in love with Remus. So there's that too. It's like that, the character that we were introduced to is not the character that we have now. Yeah. Um, Which is also some bullshit because it should be like her getting with Remus should not have taken away all the other stuff that she was. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of things, but it is like annoying now. And the fact that they only get like, oh, also Remus and Tonks are dead. is <laughs> like Yeah. So she really? runs, they, that's the other thing too. So um, Bianca in the chat says, they go together now. Look, she's pregnant. Yikes, they're dead. And that's basically that's what it is. what it is. Because we get this big run up to her Patronus changing. She can't like... I don't know. She loses her ability to uh, more meta metamorph. Metamorph, megas. Yes. That's what you're talking about. She loses. <laughs> you know, she looks starts to look drab. You know, she's crying all the time. Oh, it's because she loves Remus. Oh, they're together now. She's super happy. Oh, he ditched her. But she's pregnant. But she ditched. But he ditched her. Oh, but she. But he went back, and Teddy's born. And now they're and dead. now they're dead. And all of that is is seen through one off the sides. <laughs> it's just 
Yeah, it's always that's what I mean. like, like it's never like it's never been like everyone is sitting around talking about because obviously these books are being told through Harry's point of view. So I'm not expecting like you know to get into their head or into their relationship that deeply because Harry shouldn't be there in their relationship. But we do get Harry noticing and the like the buildup of. Ron and Hermione's relationship and thinking about how that's going to change his relationship with his best friends. And that seems stands to reason that, well, we don't really, she, she drops Harry and Remus's relationship completely, but it does stand to reason that he, he would see a budding relationship, see his parents' best friend. There's no way Sirius wouldn't have like made an off comment, offhand comment. Right. Like they're coming in from like, Patrol it could have easily been or, or the Phoenix, Ta- uh, Thompson Remus coming in for patrol, and they're serious being like, "Oh, y'all are yeah. you know, or, wiggle eyebrows, wink, wink, nudge, nudge," and Harry's like, "What's going on?" And like, even if Harry didn't catch it, like we would have caught it, right? <laughs> you know, and like, like, or serious complaining a little bit that he never sees Remus because he's always on patrol with Thompson. You know, like while he's complaining yeah. about being stuck in the house. You know what I mean? Like, there are ways she could have done it. Um, she didn't do it. And like, yeah, and it it's frustrated. Uh, it's frustrating. Sorry. Um, and so then it just makes their deaths even more frustrating. Yeah. Because I'm like, y'all. I don't care. Y'all could have had all this stuff in left field, and they lived, and I'd have been like, this is dumb. But like, whatever. But they lived. <laughs> they got they got time to to work all that out. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> but apparently they don't. So like, wh- why? Okay. So the great hall seems to fly away, become smaller, shrink as Harry reels back from the doorway. Um. He can't bear to look at any of the other bodies to see who else had died for him. Mm. Um, he could not bear to join the Weasleys, could not look into their eyes. When if he had um, when if he had given himself up in the first place, Fred might never have died. Um, and like, I get it. Like, honestly, like, I really do understand this thought process. And like, again, Voldemort very clearly triggered him into this. Triggered, exactly. But like, it's, it's very short-sighted on top of like, like it's short-sighted in that like, Fred still may have died in another battle, right? Yeah. Like, if Harry had had gone off into the... Because it's not... Like, if Harry just decided, like, I'm gonna go off on my own and kill Voldemort, he would have died. And then everybody else would have still been fighting against Voldemort. So it's not to say that, like, this is the one... And, like, and I don't think that they would ever... That folks would stop fighting. Right. You know? Especially these these folks in particular. Like, the Weasleys were not going to stop... the. The Weasleys are not going to stop fighting, and Fred Fred and George, for damn sure, were not going to stop fighting. Right. And we even see in, you know, after Harry's death, like, they don't stop. They're not like, oh, snap, Harry's dead, we're done. Time to go home, time to surrender. We got to fight. We're still going to fight. Um, So, but again, I do understand, like, why he's having this go through his mind. I also really appreciate this because it does remind me how young he is. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things too. When the when I first read these books, I was his age. I, you know what I mean. I was a little right. bit older than Harry by the end of it because she had to go and have that long ass break. But for the a large part of reading these books, I was Harry's age as I was reading them, and and so it did seem all of it seemed very valid. And now being twice his age, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow, I just had a moment. I'm 107. I'm an old. 
as an old, I just see the uh, short-sighted and all-encompassingness of like our small minds. And I'm, I don't mean small-minded in like the way that it sounds. I mean, like his world is so small, you yeah. know? And so yeah. it's so easy for him to like fall into that trap of mm-hmm. they're all doing this because of me. They're, you know, people are dying because of me. Um, right. And yeah, it's like your parent, well, not your parents, but like the first Wizarding World War happened and people fought against Voldemort. You weren't even around and they fought against it because mm-hmm. that's not the world that they want to live in. So it's, Having that historical context, um, and when you're when you're young, it it's just everything is so immediate and everything is so. I mean, it's that, and it's the fact that people are telling him that he's the chosen one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which is like not wrong, obviously, <laughs> but it also puts a lot of the responsibility and like it puts that all on him and on his shoulders as opposed to spreading it out. And like, yeah, at the end of the day, like it is on him to defeat Voldemort, but that does. And like, and and it's kind of a thing that like Ron and Hermione have to keep reminding him is like, it doesn't mean that you do it alone. Right. Um, and so it's like a thing that he has to constantly like pull back from or like be reminded of because when you're like, you're the chosen one in his head, that means like, okay, I'm the only one then who has to do these things and who can do it. And like, part of that is like his Gryffindor nature of like wanting to, you know, protect those that he loves. So it's not just like an arrogance thing. It's also just like a, I want to make sure other folks are not suffering dying and like suffering because when, when really it should just be me, I think that's kind of what it, that's kind of like how the thought process is. Um, and he's not like, yeah, so it's often, it's it's easy for him to forget that, like, other folks have their own agency and aren't just doing this just to do it. Like, they're doing it because they truly believe in it, um, and they would be doing it whether there was a chosen one or not, so. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. So, he is turning away and runs up, up the marble staircase. Um, Lupin talks, he yearned not to feel. So, like, there are a couple more moments, but I'm also, I just still would, like more but we'll move on from that um i'm salty and that's okay um perhaps in another reread i won't be as salty so harry ran without stopping clutching the crystal flask of snape's last thoughts um and didn't slow until he reached the stone gargoyle guarding the headmaster's office password dumbledore harry said without thinking um because it was whom he had, he yearned to see and to his surprise the gargoyle slid aside which i'm like coincidence i think not (laughs) (laughs) but i also think it's really funny because that can go two ways like so people are like oh what does it mean that snape's password is dumbledore to Mm -hmm. death eaters it could be like yeah but i you know i did that that thing (laughs) you know what i mean and then to like to snape it's like a tribute or you know whatever yeah if whatever or just a reminder like hey keep you know yeah you still got stuff you to still do. You still got things to do. Keep your wits about you. Yeah. Um, a latte says, imagine Harry trying not to spill Snape's thoughts. <laughs> I think there might be a stopper on it. At least I hope so. There but is a stopper like on of, it. But they is like, he's now just like running with it in his hand. Him, like, 
Like I've, and now I'm like visualizing holding it like, ooh, you know, when you have like a, a water glass, it's like a yep. little too high and you're just like, okay. I got it. it. I got it. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you see me, every time I fill Luna's water bowl, I got it. I got it slopping water <laughs> right. each it's way, like, having to turn around sometimes and refill it again before I even get it to its spot. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Uh, oh, so DJ says that she thinks the gargoyle would have opened no matter what Harry said. Uh, Tiana says that she does too, but still loves that he said Dumbledore and thinks that it was the password. I mean, I think maybe, it was the password, <laughs> but I think it was the password because I don't think that like it works that way. I mean, it could be that like he said that. Harry Potter all can have access to my office, like. But it's not his office anymore. Like he's dead, dead. You know what I mean? Like true, true, he true, true. because whether you know, like Snape, you know, his legitimacy as like headmaster aside, like Dumbledore. It's not like Dumbledore can. It's not like Umbridge when she over like took over. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's dead. So it's now his. It's now Snape's office. You know, if things hadn't gone the way they did, no, I'm saying that Snape could have made it so that Harry. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah, could always enter. I mean, he could have, but that seems. But it also seems like when Dumbledore was dead, dead, McGonagall's off was like you know magic and Hogwarts. Like McGonagall's office was the headmaster. You know what I mean? Like she. No, they went to Dumbledore's office. But they she. They or they took her to the. She went to the headmaster's office and she used whatever the password was when Dumbledore okay. was alive. You know what I mean? Bianca's saying that McGonagall made the password Dumbledore, but I don't. I think Snape did it. Like I don't. Like yeah. I don't think. There's McGonagall no way that McGonagall took password. time out to be like Snape did a bunk. Let me go change the password to the office. Like that. Yeah. Just, I think he just gave yeah. Harry access. No, I I think Snape made the password Dumbledore, and Harry just happened to get it. Yeah. Like, because it could, he could have said, like, if he could have said Dumbledore and it didn't work and he could have been like, all right, now I got to think about like, what does Snape like? Grease. <laughs> Bats. <laughs> um, Bear to see him. Like, you know. Um, um, taking away agency from women. Um, <laughs> abusing children. Child abuse. And then the gargoyles. Yeah. open. <laughs> um... So yeah, Zay says that the gargoyle probably lost some of his friends too, so he's not interested. He knows Harry. If it had been a Death Eater, he may not. He may have put up a fight. Um, I love thinking about that. Like, that like I makes love, the castle yeah. alive and yeah. have, and holding grudges. And I love that, especially like I I love it in that like we know that when Umbridge tried to kick out Dumbledore, the the office locked down and was like, "Now nah, we're not doing this." <laughs> I just don't think it's the case in terms of like I think it's pretty much as straightforward as it's going like. Knowing Joe and knowing the way that she is writing Snape and how she feels about Snape, Snape absolutely made Dumbledore the password, and then that was just Harry happened to come up with correctly. You know what I mean? Like not and like, but I do like thinking about just the castle in general. I feel like we get as the books. I mean, I guess maybe Order of the Phoenix was like the one one time when it's like, or the last time maybe that it was like a big character. Yeah. At least briefly. Um, but yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, so 
The portraits all in um, along the walls are empty. Not a single headmaster or headmistress remained to see him. All, it seemed, had flitted away, charging through the paintings that lined the castle so that they had a clear view of what was going on. Um, which is interesting, because I didn't think about them being able to leave the office. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they, they can go like, to visit their portraits, but according to this, then they can just go around the castle the way the other portraits can move from portrait to portrait. In the hallway. But that makes sense to me because they're in the hallway. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I just didn't. I just like before reading, but obviously before reading the books, like now, obviously I know that that, like I've known that they can do this. But when I, when I remember reading it the first time being like, oh, so they can travel through the castle. Yeah, it didn't. I didn't get that until this time. Mm. So then Harry glances hopelessly at Dumbledore's deserted frame. Um, which hangs directly behind the headmaster's chair, and then he turns his back to it. So, like, it's so interesting that, like, I mean, and we'll get to it as, like, the chapter goes on a little bit more, but, like, it's so interesting to me that Dumbledore's portrait has just, like, been here. Like, I know, like, obviously, but it's still, like, <laughs> wild. Um, so Harry goes to the Pensieve, pours Snape's memories into it, um... And he's ready to escape into someone else's head, thinking it will be a blessed relief, which I'm like, wow, look at this consent. How the turntables. <laughs> That's wild. Um, and then he's like, nothing that even Snape had left him could be worse than his own thoughts, which is like, you never say that. Or I think mean, that. <laughs> you never you do it. Snape? You immediately jinx yourself when you say or think things like that. Right. But also, like nothing. Have you met Snape? But like, Snape, I feel like bro. a lot of Snape's thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> and memory worse maybe not but like homeboy killed dumbledore so like he's got some things he's got some rattling around you know yeah it's not all yeah. you know sunshine and roses with this dude mm-hmm. um so then with a feeling of reckless abandonment which is like literally every whenever time he gets near pensive he just feels reckless, reckless abandonment. abandonment that's his brand every, time it's wild like actually like now i need to like double check but i'm pretty sure every time right before he puts his face in the pen seat, he there's feels recklessness reckless. fe- <laughs> like reckless afoot <laughs> a visceral recklessness is afoot <laughs> um, he said i am who i am mm-hmm. so he dives and falls headlong into sunlight his feet find warm ground um so he sees two girls swinging back and forward and a skinny boy watching them from behind a clump of bushes. I'm just like, wow, Snape has been a creeper since day one. The first day. That's crazy. Um, his black hair is overlong and his clothes are so mismatched it looked deliberate. Two short jeans, a shabby overlarge coat that must have belonged to a grown man and an odd smock light shirt. So also unwashed. Since Wizard fashion. You know, truly just unwashed. That's crazy. <laughs> Unwashed since 1980, 1960, 1969, 1970. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Harry moves closer to the boy. Snape looked no more than nine or ten years old, sallow, small, and stringy. There was an undisguised greed in his thin face as he watched the younger of the two girls. So. So this is a so this is like, I don't know that there are Snape stands listening to Wizard Team. I'm sure after like episode eight, y'all were like, this nah, is this it for is me. not the podcast for me. 
Like, I'm assuming so. Um, and if you continued on, then you either were just, like, hate listening or you like nuance. So, like, whatever. Or you've um, changed we, your mind and realized. Or you've, you've come changed to the a light. lot. Or you've changed a lot, and we can too, you know? Um, it's interesting to me that Joe, like, thinks that this chapter is, like, a redemption for Snape. And makes it so that Harry thinks it's a redemption for Snape. But, but then Jesus. uses words like undisguised greed as he looks at this younger girl. And, like, at this point, like, I do want to say, and I feel like I may have written it down, like, later on in the chapter, but, like, he's a child. Yeah. So it's not that he can't, like, grow out of this at, like, he's nine, ten, right? Like, it's not like this is something that he could grow out of or, like, if it had been checked and, like, he actively worked to not be this way. Like, you know, like, things can be slightly more innocent when he's a child. A child. But and it can also be taken the, in a lot of ways. Like, I read this for a very long time and still kind of do. He mm-hmm. looks hungrily at Lily because he hungers for friendship and for connection. Right. And it could be that. Yeah. But as, as it, and it could be that at this particular moment, especially because at this, mo- at this moment, he knows um, that she's a witch. And so, and he's been living in this muggle town. So there's, like, in this particular moment, it can be read in different ways and it doesn't have to be quite so sinister. It's just that like later on it comes up, it comes up again and it's like, yikes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's more just the pattern of it as opposed to like this just being like the one time that it happens. Cause yeah. if it was the one time then, you know, so um, I, we were at Leviosa con and shout out to Zay. He was there with us and he had brought up that, um, someone, some, a Snape, I don't want to say a Snape stand because I don't. I wasn't in the room when this happened, but I'm assuming that they were a Snape stand. Said that um, she said that Lily was the only person to show Snape human kindness. That everything he did from seventeen to th- from ages seventeen through thirty eight isn't the result of a high school crush because they were nine when they met and nine year olds aren't sexual. Which makes no sense because you can meet someone at nine, develop a crush on them and develop unhealthy feelings for that person. But mm-hmm. it is interesting to think about or to hear the, the thought process of a Snape defender. Right. I guess. <laughs> um, Man. So, so Bianca says the Snape's parents said he didn't need a bath. Um, because he spent all summer in the pool. So, <laughs> Wait, is that, that a thing? That's not a thing. Please. It's been a thing. It's a thing. It's been, people have been talking about it this last uh, week on Twitter and in the Slack. Listen, I just want to be able to bathe without thinking about y'all dirty people. <laughs> y'all. I mean, you know, you know who y'all is. I know. I know. Um, Portia says, bruh, Snape is such an incel. He may have had friends had he embraced hygiene. Which is like, you know. Marquita says he ran through the sprinkler. <laughs> I will say that uh, Luna ran through the sprinkler. And I was like, well, we might as well keep this going. And then gave her a bath. Like, it was the impetus to then fully bathe her. Right. But I wasn't like. <laughs> Stop there. Well, that's good. No soap needed. She ran through a sprinkler. <laughs> of recycled water no awesome i was oh, like oh man. she ran through a sprinkler she needs a bath 
with soap and sh- Okay. And, Moving and, on. And cleaner water, you know. Anyways, so um, Lily, don't do it, shrieks the elder of the two. And then this is when everyone is like, yo, Lily? Lily? What? That's crazy. That girl? You know, when we first read it. Um, but the girl had let go of the swing at the very height of its arc, flown into the air, quite literally flown, launched herself skyward with a great shout of laughter. And instead of crumpling on the playground asphalt, she soared like a trapeze artist through the air, staying up far too long, landing far too lightly. Hey, you know, the, the wind must have just caught her. The wind caught her and she ended up on the roof. <laughs> she just ended up on the roof. <laughs> just fell through. I will say Honestly, that... I was gonna say- Sorry, as like even though it's a joke, like it's kind of cool that like this is a parallel, <laughs> even though it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I will say though that I was like, oh, Lily is that one because she. So the when we hear about Harry's accidental magic and even somewhat of Tom Tomothy's mm-hmm. accidental magic, it's all in kind of survivor mode or in heightened emotions. But yeah. this is, I guess this is a heightened emotion of having fun and feeling elation. But right. like, she's like very in control of her magic at a very yeah. young age and doesn't mm-hmm. even understand what she is. Right. So like, I would also like to point out that her first thought when she realizes she can do these things is not, I can make people hurt. I can make people hurt. She's like, look at the flowers. She's two for two. You know what I'm saying? I'm flying. (laughs) Look at the flowers. (laughs) Tomothy is like, I can make you hurt. Give me your your pets or whatever. And Harry's like, like, wow, the wind is so strong. The wind is so strong. (laughs) And my hair just keeps growing back. That's wild. What a time. What a time. <laughs> Must have been a terrible dream. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I honestly like she. Yeah, I, I think it really honestly, my actual note was that the fact that she's able to control her magic is like really impressive interesting and impressive. Yeah, for sure. And um, I just think, too, that she's um, like she's controlling her magic, but also like is using it. Um. In, like, non-dire situations as well. Mm-hmm. So then, so Petunia stops her swing. She's like, mommy told you not to. Petunia stops her swing by dragging the heels of her sandals on the ground, making a crunching, grinding sound, and then leaps up, hands on her hips. Mommy said you weren't allowed, Lily. Um, so, you know, Narc. Petunia stays out here being a buzzkill, so... Um, yeah. But I'm fine, she says, giggling. Tuni, look at this. Watch what I can do. Um, so Petunia glances around to make sure that like no one else is watching. They don't realize Snape is always watching. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so Petunia advances, evidently torn between curiosity and disapproval. So like, it's not anger initially when she's like learning that Lily can do these things. It's like she's curious. She's jealous. She's like, we're not, you know, at this point, her mom has told Lily, like, not to do this, at, at the very least in public. So it's a little bit of, like, you know, we got to follow the rules. Yeah. Um, but it's so, also, like, Latte says, it's obviously she's done this before because, uh, like, Petunia's telling her not to before she even gets there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still swinging and. Toonie's like, nah, you're not supposed to. Don't do it. I see it in your eye. Don't go there. Um, so 
Yeah. I I, I think yeah. it's I, Lily's so damn impressive. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then. Oops, excuse me. So then, uh, Lily waits until Petunia is near enough to have a, cu- a clear view, then holds the flower out in her palm. It sits there, opening and closing its petals like some bizarre mini-lipped oyster. So what does not sound? Hates. <laughs> it sounds creepy. What? <laughs> a mini-lipped oyster. Who? Like really? Isn't it just like going like you know like the growth like that app? Oh. Like, or that that gif. Oh, okay. Like I, that's how I assume the, pe- the petals were like opening and closing. But a mini lipped oyster is like not the analogy. I didn't. Assume, I would. I just was gross. like, I don't know what 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 that, what like. that is. I mean, also Britishism. I, I, think, <laughs> I think in the, no, but I also think in the movie that's what happens. Yeah, in the like movie that's it, what. Yeah, and it like does. Yeah, gross. Um. Oh. Um, DJ says brightest witch of her age, which is like, yeah. Bianca's out here posting gifts, and I just yeah, you just gotta. I'm <laughs> gotta, gotta move on. The, um, <laughs> the portraiture department is about to go crazy, so let's just yeah, know are. that mm-hmm. and push through. So Petrina shriek, uh, shrieks, "Stop it!" Um, so like now she's scared. So it's just she got a lot of things. She's salty, mostly. Mm. She got a lot of things happening. It's not hurting you, said Lily, but she stops. Um, and, the, and Petunia's like, it's not right. Um, and then says, how do you do it? With a definite longing in her voice. It's obvious, isn't it? Snape jumps out. Like, you know, he thinks he looks super cool. Just he, what do you Malfoy mean? vibes. Up, no, like- so in Snape's head, he was leaning back against the shrub or like against the, against the fence or something with his arm with his uh sleeves rolled up to you know for his forearms he was leaning back with rebel without a cause and he was just like it's obvious isn't it instead he comes like out of the bushes scampering out of the bushes <laughs> and they're like stranger <laughs> danger like, <"What> the f-? <laughs> literally petunia shrieks and runs to back toward the swings which is the proper response like petunia is like super tripping but like also not wrong <laughs> Like, if some kid just starts jumping out of bushes, like, it's obvious, isn't it? It's like, mm, it's, let's know. Yeah. Let's let's not do this. Let's not do um, this. So then Lily's like, what's obvious? And Snape says, I know what you are. You're a witch. And Lily is like, that's not a very nice thing to say to somebody. Which sounds just like Aminante. I know. <laughs> like, Lily literally said, you're rude. Mm-hmm. Lily, how dare. <laughs> Like, I can't. Oh my uh, god! I told you the portraiture team. I already knew it. I knew so Bianca has it's the- obvious, isn't it? And then the bruh skating by on heelys with just you know that pose and and just his draws on. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you. Mean. Um, Amani said that he thought of Twilight. I know what you are. Say it, and he's got the. Lily and Snape on the the vampire. What is that one? You know what I'm talking about. I do know. Um, it's so hard to describe memes. And then I forgot her name from Hey Arnold. But Maggie says what Lily should have done from Jump. And it's like the mean girl who has a crush on Arnold. But Isn't it's it Helga? Helga. 
just bopping bruh in the in the face, just you know, punching him in the face over and over and over again. I forget, I don't know who Bruh's name is, but yeah. <laughs> Marquitas has somebody lurking in some bushes. Yeah, Marquita got him lurking in bushes. Whew, it's like it's and um DJ said, it's sad that Petunia is such a jerk to Harry when she's older. They could have bonded over hate for Severus, which is true. Man, what a time. Like a time Ooh. when he's like that awful boy and Harry thinks it's James. But if she had just been like, if he had been like, what awful boy? Yeah. He said Severus. Maybe. And he'd be like, like that motherfucker is the worst. <laughs> and she'd have been like, Harry, make me some coffee. Let's talk. Let's catch up. Let's catch up. Let's talk mess. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how awful that little boy was. You don't even know. <laughs> Harry would have come back uh, for fifth year, like, and I found out <laughs> that you used to wear a smock, mm-hmm. running around with your trench coat in the in the summertime. <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh. Could have just had oh, them yeah. sipping tea, and like yeah. Harry. Somebody oh my god! Imagine like Harry that. coming back to school wearing like mismatched color stuff, oversized things, just trolling them. Oh my god! Like Can somebody like write that. We can't. We're not posting it on Hogwarts VSU. I would just like to read it. Write that epic. <laughs> just like Petunia and Harry bonding over how terrible Snape is. I'm into and it. Petun- yeah, just you know, family bonding. For once. For once. <laughs> okay, so... Shared interest. So, Lily turns to, to Markov. <laughs> they said, I imagine him doing the Kevin Hart bit about the teacher no nipple having. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> Your mama ain't shit. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> My auntie said to tell <laughs> you. <laughs> um. Okay, so Lily stalks off, but Snape is like, no, and he... Runs after them looking ludicrously bat-like, is what it says. Um, like his older self. The sisters consider him united in disapproval, both holding on to one of the swinging poles as though it was the safe place in tag. Um, which, like, I like, I like in this, I like here because, again, we only really hear about Lily from other people. But then when we hear about her from Petunia specifically, it's very much in, like, I don't mess with her. Like, it's very separate. Yeah. Um, in this case, they're very much in sync, even though there's like clearly some underlying resentments and stuff on Petunia's end. Um, they're very similar in this moment and kind of in general. Like, and they're like, like they're they're very s- much sisters. They're a unit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Snape says, you are, you are a witch. I've been watching you for a while, which yikes. yikes. But there's nothing wrong with that. My mom's one, and I'm a wizard, which is, like, what a way to find out. Like, I guess it's not that bad. Like, you know, there's this kid who's in your neighborhood and is like, oh, wait, you're, you know, such and such. You're and then also, special. like, do you believe him because he's a child or, like, what? But then, but I don't know. you're also a child. I don't think that. Right, so then maybe. But no, but I mean, like, sometimes kids be saying shit. And I, and I remember as a kid, like, some of my friends would be telling me stuff, and I'd be like, hmm. You Perhaps were a not. special case, I think. I or guess. I was especially gullible. It's one of the... It could be both. <laughs> Maybe. Because I also Perhaps. sold five sunflower seeds for $5, and my mom yeah. still brings yeah, it up. And not that I didn't... Not that I didn't believe, like, everything, but I feel like for something as big as this, you know what I mean? Like, I would need more proof than, like, this other kid my age saying it. <laughs> or maybe it would just hit harder if it was coming from an adult. You know? 
No, nah, it just sounds yeah. like the type of thing that adults. I mean, maybe I was like a little baby conspiracy theorist. It's the type of thing that adults <laughs> keep from us to keep us not Ooh. knowing and keeping our third eye closed. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so we had different <laughs> on that, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I was a little hotep. We Yikes. <laughs> I was actually just stupid gullible. Like, I just, like, you said it. Why would you lie? Right. I remember getting in those fights with my brother all the time. Like, he, like, the whole however many years he told me I was adopted. And then my mama was like, you really think we would keep you? If we didn't have to, I was like, ouch, but also, why would he lie? (laughs) Why would he lie? Because, like, why not? It's hurtful. I mean, sure, but. And confusing. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see why an older sibling would do that. Especially if, especially knowing that you're gullible. Yeah. That kind of stuff is funny when you, like, tell them. (laughs) You tell people things that, like, clearly they're going to believe you. Especially when you're a kid. That kind of shit is, like, hilarious. Um, Maggie said, I definitely told my sister she was an alien. Marquita (laughs) said, I convinced my younger sister she was hatched from an egg. Like, y'all, that shit is... And then you go to school being, like, the, you know, learning about, like, biology. And you raise your hand, like, we are hatched from eggs. And then everyone's like, whoa, dummy. Why do you do this to us? it's hilarious why why not (laughs) (laughs) like why not because you shouldn't but why not like i just don't like you still haven't answered the question because it's mean is it yes and and hurtful what's your point i'm still not understanding the point and you shouldn't lie not really a lie hatch from an egg well that's not really a lie <laughs> it's not really a lie it's it's like it's it's not true but it's not a lie me being that's adopted like a different word it's still not a lie like it's not true but it's it's a it's a joke what it's do you right. mean <laughs> remember when i tried to tell it's still not to, a lie wait, wait, wait remember when i was trying to tell ami that tow trucks were like her toes <laughs> <laughs> I used to like pinch her toe and be like, toe truck. <laughs> I don't think she ever really like, it never stuck, but it was fun at the time. Oh, we also, so we have this one, um, Bratz doll that like, it was, I think it was Ikara's and she like, when, cause she was a kid, she like tore the arm off of it. But there are two of them. Like I had one and she had the same one, but the arm was gone. So then Ami was asking like what happened to the arm and i was like oh no like it they used to be fused together so they had three arms i think i did the same thing with the shoes there were like three pairs there were three of the same shoe and i was like well we had one that had three legs but it's gone now why one of one of those icky backed me up on and the other one she didn't and i can't remember which one (laughs) y'all are This is how Loki became Loki. Is it? Yes. Mm. Bianca convinced her cousin she was left on the doorstep? Y'all, that's not funny. (laughs) Not funny. (laughs) It is. Raquel told her brother they got him in a McDonald's trash can? (laughs) 
said, my brother and I told my sister she was adopted. She's the dumb one for believing it. She looked just like me. People think we're twins. That she, you, why would you lie? Because it's funny. <laughs> Thank you, Zay. Zay is an older sibling who has not tortured people. That's wild. It's like one of those things, like, I remember when I had to, like, teach Akira because she had been the youngest for so long. And then Ami came along and I was like, fam, it's a whole new world for you. You (laughs) I was like, you can be, you can now be the the joker and not the jokey. (laughs) I don't know how we got here. I don't know either. From where we were. But I do know that all older siblings are benched. Hmm. I mean, you bunch we, of liars and torturers. Into, we make and, you into stronger people. <laughs> you know? And then I got yelled at because I always was a crybaby. You cry too much. Because y'all keep lying to me. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> you torture me, I cry, and then I get in trouble for crying too much. Okay. Maybe you if you were is- nice and you told me the truth. You don't need to talk to a care about that one. <laughs> I didn't really do it to Obasi, but that's because we're too close in age. It didn't really work, you know? But I used to just beat him up, so that's different. I can't do that anymore, so I like to brag about it. This is it. <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone, all of you older siblings, this is exactly how your little siblings feel. Oh, well. Hoodwinked. Bamboozled. This is why we all got trust issues. I, you know, it bees that way sometimes. Yes, this is why we're all so sensitive, because we grew up I mean, being tortured by you awful humans. I just, Let's move know, on, because I'm upset. Hop, hop out your feelings, Robin. I hop can't. in your bag. Hop in your bag. It's hurtful. You'll be okay. <laughs> Wait, Wait, Tiana. <laughs> See, that shit is traumatizing. <laughs> Tiana's sister told her that she would be sucked into the vacuum and then chased her around the house with the vacuum. And she only found out it was a lie when she ran over her foot and she wasn't sucked in. So kids are mean. I'm sorry. I'm sure like if like if and when I ever have kids and they're doing that kind of shit, I'll probably be like, what the fuck? But it's still funny. I'll stop it though. Like I wouldn't let like my kids do that to their to each other, but like still. It's funny. Okay, let's move on. I love sibling tangents. They're Ugh. hilarious. Jazz is now in here getting <laughs> ways to torture her daughter. You can't do that. You can't. She will never be right. You can't lie to your own child. No. That's like how I wanted to tell, um, I wanted to tell Ami that, uh, <laughs> told her her she trained her for a goat. Oh no. <laughs> I wanted to tell Ami that Tim Shaw is the tooth fairy, but she hasn't watched that episode of Doctor Who yet. But I'm like, wait, I like low key want to show her the picture. Taylor, you, you right. So she said, y'all can have your five minutes of jollies for tricking us. We got cell phones five years too early. We get the better break on all the house rules and we learn from y'all's mistakes. Boom! My brother had the nerve to get upset because I got a cell phone. I got a car. Mmm. Okay. Mmm. Good for y'all. 
I got a cell phone because I got lost and I got a car because I got lost. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, that, that was, I was like, mm, doesn't really sound like He was possible, like, she do dumb shit, she get rewarded. I get lost, I get yelled at. She get lost, she get a cell phone. I mean, you know, oh well. So y'all made me too trusting. Yeah. Yikes. I don't get how... Never mind. We're going to move on. We're going to move on because I don't know how we got here, but I want to go back to I know how we did, but we need to to move on. So, um, Petunia's laugh is like cold water. Wizard, she shrieks. I know who you are. You're that snake boy. They live down in Spinner's Inn by the river. Um, And it's evident from her tone that she considered the address a poor recommendation. So I'm curious where... Like, we know that the Petunia of now is really bougie and, like, really pretentious and judgmental of, like, people and, you know, classist and stuff. But, like, where does she learn this prejudice? So then I'm like, let's go with the Evanses and, like, what are they doing? I really, I think that it comes from being left out or wanting to be special. So she seems like she's kind of the mean girl. Like, she, she hangs out with, like, the cool girls are the prim and proper girls at school because Lily is obviously special in ways that she will never be. Mm-hmm. So she wants to stand out and be, you know, loved and special in her own way or loved by many. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But when, when we see the Evans, we only see like a bit of them, but when we see the Evans, they seem very open and excited. They seem like- And just kind of like, Honestly, they seem like the Grangers in that, like, we don't know anything about them and they just kind of are there. They're just, like, happy to be here. Yeah. But happy to be here, not, like, nose yeah. turned up. Right, sure. To be here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lata says Petunia is the girl that just wants to fit in is afraid of being on the outside looking in. She's like... Yeah. can see that. Um, so then Snape says, haven't been spying, wouldn't spy on you anyway. You're a muggle. This part. Like, trash recognized trash, to right? be honest. Because, like, I, like, reading that, I was like, I can't even be, like, like, I couldn't choose a side. I was just kind of like, mm. The game is the game. You know? Gross. But, like, on both sides? Yeah. Um. So then, so Petunia doesn't know what a muggle is, but she still can tell that she can, she knows an insult when she hears one. So she's like, Lily, come on, we're leaving. Um, and Lily obeys her sister at once, glaring at Snape as she left. Um, Harry is the only one left to observe Snape's bitter disappointment and understands that Snape was planning this moment for a while and that it had gone all wrong. She's like, oh, well, well. The, the scene changes. Harry, they're, now, Harry, they're now in a small thicket of, tr- of trees. Sorry. Harry sees two children sitting facing each other. Snape has removed his coat. His odd smock um, looked less pe- peculiar in the half light. Um, and so Snape is basically kind of telling Lily about the wizarding world. Yeah. Um, so talking about the ministry punishing you if you do magic outside of school. Um, and Lily's Lily kind of worrying because she's like, I did do magic out of school. And Snape's like, it's fine because we haven't, we don't have wands yet. We haven't been trained. So they're not going to, you know, they're not going to do that. Um, and so it's interesting. Like we talked about um, in Sorcerer's Stone about like Hagrid being... Harry's kind of entrance into the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, or like kind of like the, it's the first person, like from who he sees the wizarding world through, you know what I mean? Like, so he kind of gets all of his biases and like 
eventually shed some of those, but those are things that he kind of gets. Um, and so, in, the, in on the other hand, like it's interesting to now see that like li- like Snape is Lily's kind of entrance into the wizarding world, which yikes, which is but yeah. But also, like, maybe not at this particular point in time. Yeah. Because, again, like, he's still, like, nine. Um, And it's not like he's giving her... There's a moment, maybe... There's a moment, like, maybe the next one, um, where he does, like, the, oh, you better be in Slytherin or whatever, and that's slightly, like... That's when it's kind of... And, you know, we don't know how much he's been telling... Because we only see, like, a part of it. So we don't know, like, what things he's been telling her that are more, like, just straight facts versus, like, a value system. Which I'm not, which like Hagrid did as well. You know what I mean? So it's it's just not clear what, what those moments are. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, Lily picks up a fallen twig and twirls it in the air and Harry knows she's imagining sparks trailing from it. She drops the twig and says, it is real, isn't it? It's not a joke. It's real for us, said Snape. Um, we'll get the letter for you and me. Uh Really, whispers Lily, definitely, said Snape. And even with his poorly cut hair and odd clothes, he struck an oddly impressive figure, sprawled in front of her, um, brimful of confidence in his destiny. Um, And then Snape kind of tells her about how, because she's muggle-born, someone will come to the school and explain to her parents. And I don't, I like wonder how he knows that part. He's probably asking but, his mom, like he's going home and talking to his mom about but Lily. Yeah, I think really what the question was like is, well, no, she would have had to be pure blood, or at least like close enough, because like her wedding to a Muggle was in the Daily Prophet. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's less like it's less like he wouldn't know that, and more just like wondering how that kind of information is passed on. Yeah. Um. So then, okay, so then Lily asks, does it make a difference being muggle-born? Snape hesitates. Um, His black eyes, eager in the greenish gloom, move over the pale face, the dark red hair. No, he said, it doesn't make any difference. So this is like what, so this is Maggie put earlier, um, Mm -hmm. where she says, Snape is like, you're not like other mudbloods. And that's basically this whole thing, right? Because she, he hesitates because in his head, it would make a difference. But because if it wasn't, Lily, and because he likes her, and because of all these things, he's like, no. Yeah. So. Trash. Basura. Yikes. Um, <clears throat> so then Lily relaxes, and then Snape kind of, he says, you've got loads of magic. I saw that. All the time I was watching you. And then he kind of trails off, which is a big yikes. And, like, at this point, I'm still willing to, like, if I did not know where this was going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd still be willing to like let it slide in that like you know you can be socially awkward you can not really know how to interact with someone and like clearly he trails off because he's like yikes that's not something that didn't sound right <laughs> that sounded better in my head than yeah. when it came, than, like when I said it out loud um, <clears throat> but again he's watching her greedily um, and so again it just it it's really the the the, the word, word choice. The phrasing. If she had used other words, wouldn't feel quite so... Gross. Like, there's a moment before where he's like, his black eyes are eager. Eager is a little less... Like, it's still, like, intense, but it's a little bit less... Gross. Like, connotation-wise, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so, yeah. Um, so then, So then Lily asks... 
um, about how things are at Snape's house. And so, at, like, here, like, we do see that they really are friends at this point. Um, and it's not just, like... One-sided right. weirdness. Like, she very much is asking about him, cares about, like, what's going on with him, and is, you know, is there to, like, listen and, and you know, commiserate Support or whatever. Support, yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we learn that Snape's parents are arguing, um, and they do that a lot. Um, but it won't be long and he'll be gone. So shout out to angst, you know? I have a, okay, so I have a thing. Yes. <clears throat> this is the 60s, 70s, but this is also the beginning of, like, women's liberation, like, not maybe second wave feminism, I guess. I don't know, because we had suffragettes and stuff. This is, like, the tail end of free love and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you are miserable, if you married a muggle and you are miserable and you have a child who obviously has magical mag- like capabilities, divorce him and go back to the muggle world. And yeah, maybe you'll have the stigma of being divorced or whatever, but yeah. you won't be being abused. And I know that there's like a lot of Well, you mean issues. go back to the wizarding world. Huh? You mean go back to the wizarding world. Go back to the wizarding world, yeah. And I mean, and I know there's like a lot of reasons and a lot of ways in which like abusive relationships work and it's not easy to just leave i'm I'm not making it i the way i'm saying it makes it seem like it's like oh just leave him you know what i mean but like mm-hmm. you the the there is a power imbalance there right like she does have the op, she does have the ability to leave safely because she has magic she can like you know, obliviate Tobias, and they're just like, it's it's a bit easier to extricate yourself from that situation. Whether or not she wants to extricate herself from that situation is a different discussion altogether. Mm-hmm. But it just is really annoying because we don't get to know about her story, right? This is like, this is like a little aside that we get. Um... So it's, but it it just, it's mind boggling. Like, it's mind boggling. Why she, why she chose to have that be kind of the framework for Snape's anti-muggle or muggle resentment and not give room to like really tell that story. Right. Cause like her, a lot of her thing is that magic is an equalizer or, you know what I mean? Like, Lily's just as good as magic as Snape is. And um, and so it's just, it's very, it's a choice that frustrates me because it it doesn't really make sense to, to give a lot of space for that, but it's so integral to how shitty Snape is. Yeah. <clears throat> I just wish that there was, like, a better a better way in which we can get to why he's that way, you know? Yeah. Because he's, he's angry with his father for all of these things, but he reveres his mother and that just lends itself to like, I don't know, somebody write this fanfic or something. It just lends itself to all of these discussions about what his internal life was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, and as well, I am a firm believer in everyone has a hard life and it's dealt to hand and that doesn't, 
it informs how you behave. It doesn't excuse how you behave. So, you know. Right. But it's just, yeah, it's just like, ah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So then Snape is like, or sorry, no, Lily is like, doesn't your dad like magic? And then Snape says he doesn't like anything much. Um, Severus, a little smile twists Snape's mouth when she said his name, which like, I guess it's supposed to be cute but I think it would be if this was the redemption that she thought it was I know it's not <laughs> um <clears throat> tell me about the Dementors again so she and she's asking because she's worried about like using magic out of school and then um Snape is like but they wouldn't use Dementors for that you're not going to end up in Azkaban you're too and he turns red again and shreds more leaves um so yeah so again like to me it's like he's weird but he could grow out of this yeah he doesn't but like there's a possibility for him to to grow grow from this he still has room to grow yeah um then there's a rustling noise behind harry that makes him turn petunia's hiding behind a tree um and she lost her footing so like these kids just stay lurking um snape jumps to his feet who's spying now what do you want um and petunia is like surprised and a little shooketh so instead she goes to what is that you're wearing anyway your mom's blouse there's a crack and a branch over petunia's head fell um catches petunia on the shoulder and she staggers backwards and bursts into tears um petunia runs away lily rounds on snape did you make that happen no he said um and then she's like you did you did you hurt her and he's like i didn't but you know I don't believe you. Trash versus trash. (laughs) Right. Like, it's not working. Um, And so she, so Lily is angry and so she like storms off and Snape is kind of like, whoops. Woe is me. So Monty points out that this is the moment Petunia was talking about in Order of the Phoenix. Yep. A horrid boy. That awful boy. And Harry's like, if you're talking about my dad, we could just (laughs) Be like, just talk up outright. And Petunia's like, y'all know nothing. I'm talking about that other, that other greasy haired one. Sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then the scene reforms and he's on platform nine and three quarters. Snape stands beside him. Um, but he, who, and he's sta- staring at a family of four a short distance away. Um, the two girls stand a little apart from their parents. Lily seems to be pleading with her sister. Harry moves closer to listen. So, I quibble with this part. Me too. Okay. Um, that's, that's, that was going to be my thing. Because does Snape overhear this? Otherwise, how does Harry hear it? Because it's, right. again, this it's is a not memory. time travel. So it just seems like, it seems like in moments now, like, Joe forgets that it's not time travel. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. I think this is like an, um, a, what do you call it? Um oversight in the writing but like you can't you're tethered to the person whose memory it is you can't just go wandering around and also um as we was like the bulk of last book memories can be altered and changed and you know what i mean like so i think it was just a oversight yeah well i think she wanted the scene to be in there and yeah yeah. This is where it fit, but 
It could have been in the in the letter. Or like Yeah, there could have been different ways to do it. I get why, like I like the scene, but it's a little Yeah. It could have in terms of like the rules of the Pepsi. Yeah, it could have been later when they were friends in like second or third year and so Snape was closer mm-hmm. to sit to hear it. Right. And like and he it says that Snape is like near the girls, but it's yeah. also like would you hear the entire conversation or would you just hear snatches of it? Like, right. Like and, what, but then he's also, that could mean he's filling in the blanks. Right. Exactly. But also it does kind of make sense in that Snape would be not only near them, but like ear in hustling. Tune. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, he's definitely, yeah. Cause he'd been lurking. Yeah. So there is that. He stay lurking. Yeah. Whew. Um, so Yikes. I'm sorry, Toonie. I'm sorry. Listen, maybe once I'm there, maybe um, I'll be able to go to Professor Dumbledore and persuade him to change his mind. And Petunia's like, I don't want to go. You think I want to go to some stupid castle to learn to be a... So she like is looking around and she's like, you think I want to be a freak? Which is just like... Yep. I do ghetto. think you want that. <laughs> you can just say that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily says, I am, I'm not a freak. That's a horrible thing to say. That's where you're going, said Petunia. A special school for freaks. You and that snake boy weirdos that's what you two are it's good you're being separated from normal people it's for our safety that so, sounds like she got a, a pamphlet like, yeah, it does. you know what i mean yeah. she that sounds radicalized yeah like that doesn't sound like the words of an 11 12 11 year old yeah is she she's older right so she's maybe 12 13 maybe 12 or 13 and like um, maybe this is like maybe this is snape filling in yeah or like embellishing like we know that she called her a freak right or at the very least it's not surprising but the rest of it feels a little extra for yeah the rest of it seems very like really the you're a special school for freaks you good that you should be weirdos that's what you two are like even that is like you leave it there but then the yeah the it's it's good that you're being kept away from us it's like yikes um DJ says, nah, that's Petunia, which is like, sure. Like, not to say that the sentiment is yes, but the the phrasing of it for how young she is seems a little bit. It's good you're being separated from normal people. It's for our safety. It's very much like we're keeping children in cages because there's a, you know, murderers and rapists. Like 13 year olds don't really come up with that. But and but they may parrot it. So then the question is like, where, where is she parroting it from? from? Or like, you know what I mean? Um, but then Lily glances towards her parents, and my question is, how are they not hearing this? Like, sure, they're a little bit away, but like, are y'all just so yeah? It's very strange, like that you just are not hearing your your children having this, like one of your children saying some horrible things to the other one. You're just not even paying attention. Wow the time okay so then uh lily is like you didn't think it was such a freak school when you wrote the headmaster and begged him to boom you. and i oop. <laughs> and that oop <laughs> um and she and petunia is like i didn't beg and she said i saw his reply it was very kind mm-hmm. you shouldn't have read was petunia that was my private how could you um lily glance gives herself away which is like children they really be snitching on themselves that boy found it. You and that boy have been sneaking in my room. Um, and Lily's like, no, Severus saw the envelope. He couldn't believe a muggle could have contacted Hogwarts. Petunia's like, apparently wizards poke their nose in everywhere. Freak. So, 
Yikes. Um, and so then the scene dissolves again. Snape is hurrying along the corridor of the Hogwarts Express. He enters um, a compartment with a group of rowdy boys talking. And then in the corner is Lily with her face pressed against the window pane. Um, she's been crying. And who cares about your sister? She's like mad at Snape. Like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. My sister hates me because we saw uh, the letter from Dumbledore. And Snape is like, so what? She's yeah. like, so she's my sister. And then he says, she's only a, and catches himself. But that is a red flag. If I ever saw one. Right? But she's 11. So she's and he not, catches himself, you know. So he he could have said anything. She's the worst, you know what I mean? But, she's only an asshole or something like yeah. that. It could be anything. Um, But we see it. Which isn't untrue. It, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. But we peep game. Um. He's like, this is it. We're off to Hogwarts. And then says, you better be in Slytherin, which again is the opposite of Harry's introduction. Um, Slytherin, Ooh. one of the boys sharing the compartment, looks up. Um, Harry had been completely paying attention to the two of them and then realizes, he's like, oh shit, that's my dad. Um, slight black haired like Snape, um, but with... Look at his fine ass is what Harry's thinking. Maybe I was cute. I was cute. Perhaps not. Um, but with that indefinable air of having been well cared for, even adored, that Snape so conspicuously lacked. So I think that, like, having Snape and James in contrast here is important, and I get the choice, but then I also, like, a little bit want, um, not nuance. want, but like, no, not even nuance. It's just it's interesting that we don't also get, like, because, you know, we get the, you look just like your dad. So Harry kind of reflecting mm-hmm. on how he was looking or like how he was when he first got on the Hogwarts Express and like maybe that was in a draft and it just didn't fit and like whatever um but reading it in this case it just kind of reminded me of that and just like the differences in their upbringing and you know that kind of thing yeah yeah um who wants to be in Slytherin I think I'd leave wouldn't you which you know he sounds like Draco when he was talking about Hufflepuff in in Sorcerer's Stone um (laughs) And so James asks the boy lounging in the seats opposite him, and with a jolt, Harry realizes that it's serious. He's like, like they're they're being like little like gits or whatever, but like I still can't help but be like, girl, oh, they're so cute. I know. Um, my whole uh, so serious is like my whole family have been in Slytherin, and James is like, yikes! Thought you thought we were thought you were cool. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um. And then Sirius is like, maybe I'll break the tradition. Where are you heading? If you've got a choice, James lifts an invisible sword. Gryffindor will where dwell the brave at heart, like my dad, which is. They are the cutest, stickiest, smelliest little boys. Like I can smell them. They're doing from the page, and it's like, you know. Also, there's this. There's this thing that Corbin does. So Corb, my my little buddy Corbin, he's six. Um, but he's a blonde haired, beautiful, blue eyed boy, you know, just very much would fit in. <laughs> um, he has this like, uh, lion's mane hat thing. It's very cute. But then he puts it on and he growls at me and like chases me around. And it's just very little yeah. boy, you know, just very much like. I I feel like I'm invincible and I can jump off the tallest tower and roll and and I can just like hear and smell it. Yeah. And 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 kind of feel the stickiness. Yeah. 
I mean, it's definitely, like, annoying, but they're yeah. kids, so, you know. And it's a little, like, terrible because you also see the, um, like, so, you know, you have Sirius being, like, my whole family has been in Slytherin and James saying, blimey, I thought you seemed all right. And then Sirius being like, maybe I'll break the tradition. And like that, it feels very like, you know, Sirius sees James, thinks James is cool. And, you know, James has anti-Slytherin sentiment. And so, well, and, and also Sirius kind of yeah, has anti-Slytherin sentiment because his family anti, is like, he's anti his family. I was going to say anti, I was going to say anti-black. I was like, Black. Not. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, like he has his anti-family sentiment, which like in just off top <laughs> Slytherins and Gryffindors, like he knows he's pure blood. He knows Slytherins and Gryffindors are like the antithesis right. of each other at like just generally um, in Hogwarts, and so I think even before seeing meeting James, his intent was probably to try to break that tradition. But then meeting James and knowing that's where he's trying to be at, then like, I mean, although he doesn't say gonna, right. that he will go to Gryffindor, he just says he'll break the tradition. He's like, maybe I won't go to Slytherin. So right, and I think, and I and I do think that like he wants to break away from his family. But I think it's just, like, it's a little bit, like, yikes when you do have people coming, like, from a broken family or awkward places. And then you have people who have, like, you know, 11-year-olds is like, strong house pride before they've even gotten there. Um, and, and also, like, strong anti-house sentiments. Um, and then you have someone like Lily coming in who's hearing, like, from Snape, like, you better be in Slytherin, and then from James being like, I'd, I'd sooner go home than be in Slytherin, and, like, having all of those things instead of being just excited to go to Hogwarts and learn, and the, sc- and the houses be, like, incidental, you know? It's it's definitely one of those we sort yeah. too soon Which scenarios for me. Which is funny that you say that, because we're going to get there later. Um, we're going to get to that quote. So, Snape yeah. makes a small disparaging noise, and James is like, you got a problem with that? No, said Snape, if you'd rather be bra- brawny than brainy, which I'm like, uh, call call, motherfucker. What do you mean? <laughs> like, he's talking about Slytherin. Like, Slytherin's <laughs> smart or whatever. I'm not saying they're not smart, but if you talk right? about brainy, let's, let's talk about it, okay? Call call. Um. And ain't not one mention of Ravenclaw in this whole thing. And, and then Sirius says, where are you hoping to go? Seeing as you're neither, which is like yikes it's a good comeback honestly like i would say y'all already know how we feel about them versus snape so like there's that but also the comebacks are kind of good even though they're being assholes you know what i mean like, they're not being good people in this way but they're also being children um children James... and also he's not stepping right. he's not shrinking away from them it's still i mean they're ganging up on him a little bit right. but Lily, Lily sits up he's and she's the own. one who's like, he's let's go find another compartment. Um, and then there, uh, one of them says, see, it's sniffless as they leave. So, like, it's obnoxious and it's mean, but they're also, like, children, right? So they're not talking about, right. well, they're not, like, goodbye mudblood or some shit or, like, whatever the fuck, blood traitor, right? Because they're both, people. yeah. so you know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, out here calling him all types of bigoted things anyways 
Snivellus is very much a and nickname and that trash, you get from and, like, an 11 year old And, you know. But... Right. And there right. should be some adult supervision Somewhere. on this train to right. be like, well, we I don't mean, name you know, call. They've been calling, Jacob been calling <laughs> Harry Potty and Ron Weasel or whatever for quite some time. I, and there should still be an somewhere. adult on the train somewhere. I've never done this. Anyway, um, scene dissolves. Now people never. are getting sorted. Lily gets sorted into Gryffindor. Pew and pew. Snape is like, yikes. Damn it. Foiled again. Um, and then she moves <laughs> to... she. Well, she see, uh, Harry sees Sirius move to make room for her, but then she looks at him, remembers what was going on on the train, and is like, huh, no. Shan't. Um, no, thank and then you. Roll call continues. Harry watches Remus, Peter, and uh, James get sorted into Gryffindor. He sees Snape get sorted into Slytherin and goes to sit next to Lucius Malfoy, who is a prefect. So you know, cool, I guess. Um, scene changes again. Lily and Snape are walking across the castle courtyard, arguing. Um, they're both taller. A few years have passed since they're sorting. Uh, thought we were supposed to be friends. Snape is saying, "Best friends." Um, if this is the case, though, I, like, again, this is just a question I've always had. It's like, how did no one else know or never brought up before that, like, they were friends? At least for a small amount of we're time. We're best for At least friends. by Remus. Like, I just feel like this is something Remus yeah. would know. Um, we are said yeah. that I don't like some of the people you're hanging around with, which is yikes. You know, you don't want people to tell you who to be friends with unless they're Nazis, mm-hmm. in which case, like, listen to your friends when they tell you not to be friends with Nazis. You know, that's just a general right. rule. But also, if I am your best friend and you start hanging out with trash people, out with them. but if it's just, I get to be like, I'm not hanging out with you and saying, your trash like, friends. I'm not going to hang out with you and that one girl I don't like versus you need to stop hanging out with that one girl. I don't like. You know what I mean? Like I've had, I've had someone tell me yeah. to hang out with someone just because they didn't like them. And I was like, well, uh, bye. I was like, maybe you can. Well, that them. sounds That's like a personal fine. problem. I don't have an issue with that. But if it was like <laughs> you shouldn't be hanging out with this person right. because they're, you know, racist or homophobic or whatever, then that's a different kind of situation. Um, is but what Lily's saying here is like, well, not even that. He's I, saying, I don't like. She's him. saying I don't like them, but then she says, "Do you? What do you see in him? He's creepy. Do you know what he tried to do to Mary McDonald the other day?" So. And then we find out that he was what he was trying to do is dark magic, right? So again, <laughs> it's not just I don't like him because he called me, I don't know, ugly that one time in class. It's I don't like him because he's trying to use dark magic. Yeah. Whereas Snape is like, it was a laugh, which, you know, another red flag. Um, And then Yikes. immediately is like, what about that stuff Potter and his mates get up to? Which is like, what does that have to do with anything? Which is what Lily says. They sneak out right? at night. There's something weird about that Lupin. Where does he keep going? Chase a bag. Don't worry about what they're doing. Why do you? Right. Don't worry about what uh, they're doing. Lily worry about like, who you hanging out with. Why are you so obsessed with them anyway? I'm just trying to show you they're not as wonderful as everyone seems to think they are. But like, she doesn't even like them. So what are you trying to show? Again, it's like him. He has mm-hmm. these thoughts in his head. And this is and this is the point where it starts to become like when they were kids, and it's like whatever he's weird and he clearly likes her and wants some kind of relationship with her. You don't know what that is at that point, but at the very least, like he wants to be friends at this point. This is like veering off into like ownership, right. In a sense of like possessiveness over her. Right. 
Um, and so. And that she is, and because he's comparing himself to them, that right. she's also comparing themselves. Right. Or she's, she's like, also comparing him to them. them. And she's who, like, like she's, I don't hang like, out with them. Potter? And she's like, who? I don't know her. Who? What? Like, like we, yeah, we're, we're in, in the, the same, same house. What about him? With? Like, we all in the same class. That's all I know. We don't even like, mm-hmm. we're not roommates. So what about like, sometimes he sits, <laughs> right. sit at the same table at lunch. <laughs> like, okay. Lunch. But I like Remus. He seems cool. They say he's it. ill. I believe it. But that's it. That's all I know. He's like, hanging you know, he's wrong, a sweet boy some, some in my ass. class. Right. <laughs> like, that's hanging it. with some dummies. Um, and then he's like, they don't use dark magic, though, she says, which, you know, is a point. Um, and then it's like, and you're being really ungrateful. I, ho- mm-hmm. I heard what happened the other night. You went sneaking down that tunnel by the Whomping Willow and James Potter saved you from whatever's down there, which big yikes. Um, and then Snape is like, saved, saved. You think he was playing the hero? He was saving his neck and his friends, too. You're not going to. I won't let you, which is like. What? And I won't like, let, let you. Me? Um, and then he backtracks. I just don't want you to see to be made a fool of. He fancies you. James Potter fancies you, which is like, again, you're talking about you don't want her to be made a fool of. He fancies her. What does that got to do with her? And also, what does that have to do with her not liking right. you hanging out with like, people doing dark what magic? With that, and then also, what is he's deflecting? He's like and deflecting, also to like control what she does and like she again she's not even thinking about James he's like she like he likes you and she's like okay right and I don't like what does that have to do with me unless he's like pushing up on her or like you know invading her personal whatever like that's different yeah but um so Amani and Jazz are in here talking about how Snape is king of the incels and Portia says that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and Latte says that Snape is actually pushing Lily towards James by putting him in her mind. She wasn't even checking for them, and Snape keeps right. bringing up James. Um, Marquita says Severus of House Snape, last of his name, leader of incels, abuser, abuser of children, master, <laughs> and Latte adds master of the school. Um, Lucia says that Lily would have the same knowledge of the Marauders as Harry did of Lav and, P- mm-hmm. and Pavardi. Which is true, like, right? They're in but my class. Had been like, in my house. Lavender and Parvati, they be getting up to. She fancies you. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> great, okay. <laughs> it was right. basically what Hermione did with Ramilda Vane, and right. Harry was like, "Hmst," until Hermione was like, "Yo, Romilda's trying like, to whoa. poison you." You might want to be on the lookout. That's a difference from just like, oh, he's making eyes at you from across the classroom. Yeah. Um, uh, Raquel says that it just occurred to her that um, Snape probably gets that possessive quality towards women from his father. Which is a word. Bianca yells, mind your business, Snivellus. What's a word? Um... (laughs) And Maggie says the Marauders are using their intellect to become unregistered animagi, 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 <laughs> animagi. Thank you. It just wouldn't come. <laughs> I glitched. I totally glitched. Um, the Marauders are using their intellect to become unregistered anim- animagi. 
And here Snape is inventing Sectum Sempra and using dark magic. Which is like, yeah. There's a difference in the hobbies. Like, they're both yeah. troublemakers, but there's a difference in the hobbies. Um, so then... Uh, Lily is like, I know James Potter is an arrogant toe rag. I don't need you to tell me that. But Mulsilver's and Aviary's idea of humor is just evil, Sev. Um, and I don't know how, and I don't understand how you can be friends with them, which again is difference. It's difference between being an obnoxious, like arrogant, mm-hmm. like annoying, mean person versus like straight up evil. <laughs> there's a big difference. There is a, evil. there's a line. And hateful and um, Harry, though, doubts if Snape yeah. even heard her strictures on Mulsiborne and Avery because the mo- moment she insulted James Potter, his whole body relaxes. Um, and as they walk away, there's a new spring in Snape's death, which is like great. Um, so then Harry watches the. Um, it's so it's so it's gross. so gross. It's so gross. It's like it is a thing that I have been wrestling with, um, which is. How much do you let someone's relationship with someone else mm-hmm. inform your relationship with them, right? Like, I have a relationship with you, and that's separate and apart from the relationship that you have with Connie or that I have with Connie. I'm just using Connie as an example here. And so hearing, like, if I have a, a bad relationship um, with Connie, and I hear that you're, you you have a good relationship with Connie. Did that change how I relate to you? Sort of. Did that make any sense? I'm trying. Sort of. Basically, whatever relationship Lily has with James, whether it's good, bad, or neutral, and it seems neutral at best and different, that should not have any bearing on Severus's relationship right. with Lily. Right. Because they have nothing to do with each other. And until, unless and until James starts using, like, truly bullying Snape and using dark magic against Snape or something of that ilk. Like, if you are friends with someone and I don't mm-hmm. like them, then that's on me. That's my problem to sort out. If you're friends with someone and that person is abusive to me or abusive to others, then it becomes my problem. And that's what's going on here that I don't, I mean, so many red flags in this whole thing. But then the fact that he like doesn't, he's just like, oh, she doesn't like James. Like, everything's perfect. She's is telling gross. him like, yo, these are things gross, you gross, gross. look at and change. Yeah. These are the reasons why we're um, not best friends right So now. then the scene dissolves, and now we're back at the OWLs. Um, Harry kind of hangs back in this one because we saw this that one time when he was being a nosy-ass motherfucker. Um, and so distantly he can hear Snape shout at Lily um, in, his, in his humiliation and fury, the unforgivable word, mudblood, which, you know, just slipped right out. Bees that way. Um, the scene changes. I'm sorry. I'm not interested. I'm sorry. Save your breath. Which Period. Okay. Um, so they're in Point. front of the Gryffindor Tower. Boop. Lily is in her dressing gown talking to um, Snape. Says, I only came out here because Mary told me you were threatening to sleep here. I was. I would have done. I never meant to call you a mudblood. It just slipped out, said Lily. It's too late. I've made excuses for you for years. None of my friends can understand why I even talk to you. You and your precious little Death Eater friends. You see, you don't even deny it. You don't even deny that's what you're all aiming to be. You can't wait to join you know who, can you? 
So just a reminder that the war, the first Wizarding War has already started while they're in school. Um, Starting, yeah. Because I think, I believe Voldemort comes, like, asks to become the Fiscus Arts teacher, like, the year before they arrive. Or, like, for the school year that they arrive. Um, mm. So Lily's like, I can't pretend anymore. You've chosen your way. I've chosen mine. Um, and then Snape says, no, listen, I didn't mean to call me Mudblood, but you call every one of my birth Mudblood Severus. Why should I be any different? And it's just like, she's she's tired of being, she's tired of being the token muggle-born she's right. friend. You know? The token. Yeah, Severus been hiding behind mm-hmm. her for years. Right. The, I've had this happen in like a few different ways, but there there does come a point too when you're like, Making excuses for your friend who you see doing certain things and you are like, mm-hmm. they're not that way with me. Like it was a bad day or you know what I mean? Like something traumatic happened and they're working through it. But then there comes a point when you're like, right. no, like this is just how you are. And like, if I don't care how nice you are to me. Like. I can't like in good conscience be friends or be the token, you know, mud blood friend that gives you the excuse to be a, mm-hmm. a terrible person to everybody else. Like, this is just that time when she's like, yeah, got to cut it off. Say no to toxic people in your life. Um, and to the Snape lovers, she said the thing. She said it. She said the yeah. thing. So the corridor dissolves. The scene takes a little longer to reform. Um, and then Harry stands on a hilltop, forlorn and cold in the darkness. An adult Snape is panting. Um, then a blinding, jagged uh, jet of white light flies through the air. Um, Harry thinks it's lightning, and Snape, but Snape drops to his knees, and his wand flies out of his hand. Expelliarmus Maxima. You know what I'm saying? I see it. Don't kill Your me. Bench. That was not my intention. Um, any sign, sound of Dumbledore apparating had been drowned out by the sound of wind in the branches. He stands before Snape with his robes whipping around him and his face is illuminated from below in the light cast by his wand. You may not like him, but you gotta admit. Bang, bang. Got style. Lucia said Albus was always a dramatic <laughs> ass bitch. Had to. <laughs> um. Had to. Oh, Latte said, Lily said, it's above she me did. now. She's like, oh, yeah, what to tell you, bro? She um, did. So, well, Severus, what message does Lord Voldemort have for me? Um, Snape is like, I'm here on my own account. I come with a warning, no, a request, please. The prophecy, the prediction, Trelawney. So this is five years from when Lily was like, boy, bye. Um, boy, yes, bye. Dumbledore, how much did you relay to Lord Voldemort? Everything I heard. That's why he thinks it means Lily Evans, which, you know, he gives himself away right here. The prophecy did not refer to a woman, said Dumbledore. It was it spoke of a boy born at the end of July. You know what I mean? He thinks it means her son. Um, he's going to hunt her down and kill them all. And then Dumbledore says, if, he, if she means so much to you, surely Lord, Lord Voldemort will spare her. Could you not ask for mercy for the mother um, in exchange for the son? I have. I have asked him. Like, sir, no. No. Gross. Also, her no. name is Lily motherfucking Potter I now. I asked him. 
Ew. You disgust me, said Dumbledore. <laughs> same, okay? Same. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, same. You do not care then about the deaths of her husband and child? They can die so as long as you have what you want? Like, I just... What did he think was going to happen? Um, hide them all then, he croaked. Keep her, them, Snape. Uh, safe, sorry. Um, it was like, he has to... Whoops, I mean, them. Keep her. I mean, them. And what will you give me in return, Severus? Which, like, I'm sorry. I, this is, like, I'm going to nuancedly... Nuancedly is not a word, but I'm going to nuancedly stand Dumbledore <laughs> for the rest of this chapter. <laughs> because I honestly believe that he, he probably are... Like, James and Lily are probably already protected at this point. You know what I mean? Or at least it's, like, in the... In the yeah. um in motion already, but like in motion. over here on his knees in front of him. So like, what else is Dumbledore going to do? But be like, Psh, I need a spy. So, you know, looks like I got a resume right here. Like, you know, this, this little reference <laughs> I heard over here. Seems like it just seems like we, right? we got some. I, I do feel like Neville and, and Harry and their parents were all like on the way of being okay. Like, yeah, you know, even, like, y'all at this fit the point, bill like, of this maybe prophecy. Not, maybe not the fidelity. Yeah, preparations like, in order happened yet, but at the very least, he's like warning right. them, and they're preparing for. This, I feel right? like they're getting prepared, though. Like it just, yeah, you know, Magus, Maggie, kid leave. She said that Snape was ready to risk the kid for love, and then with the gift, risk of Jamie the Lander, kid for love and the tower, at <laughs> the window. Maggie's also benched. Everyone in the um, chat. So then, um, in return, Snape gaped at Dumbledore, and then he says, anything. So just, wow. Dumbledore really just, man. Just won that day, you know? <laughs> Truly. Um, then the hilltop right? faded, and then Harry stands in Dumbledore's office. Something is making a terrible sound like a wounded animal. Snape is slumped forward in a chair, and Dumbledore is standing over him, his face grim. Um... After a moment or two, Snape raises his face. He looks like a man who has lived a hundred years of misery. Which, like... <laughs> so what racism does to you. Racism face. We've been talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Ooh, we... Racism face, yo. You ever hear someone say, like, you look at them and you think they're 50 and they tell you they're 38 and you're like, What? How racism? That's how it ages you. It's bad for the skin. Um, I thought you were going to keep her safe. She and James put her faith in the wrong person," said Dumbledore. Rather like you, Severus. Weren't you hoping that Lord Voldemort would spare her? Just, just petty, sir. So petty. Again, I nuancedly stand. Um, her boy survives," said Dumbledore with a tiny jerk over the head. Snape seemed to flick off an irksome fly. Her son lives. He has her eyes, precisely her eyes, which is like laying it on so thick. Like it, it is, Dumbledore is truly doing the most. Honestly, now I'm thinking about it, like as like a parallel to all the times we've just been in Voldemort's brain this whole time. It's like, it's truly the opposite side. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's funny. Um, he says, you remember the shape he says, you remember the shape and remember. color of Lily Evans' eyes, I am sure. Like, sir, what? 
<laughs> like you're you still Truly. disgust me. So I'm gonna just so <laughs> so I'm just gonna like I'm not you know. even, like like I'm mad like it's trash but like again it's Nate so I'm just kind of like it is it's not the way trash. He's milking that. No, it's a teachable yeah. moment. Um, Snape is like, don't. It's gone. a teachable it's moment. Is this remorse, Severus? Like, he's just <laughs> really wow. What is this? He really does not give a fuck. Eventually, he does actually like trust Snape, but at this point, he's just like, huh, what a time. That's wild. Mm, you didn't um, get what you wanted. He says the boy lived. Dead. You know the one that right. you were gonna sell down, sell to Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And it sh- he, um, he survived. Then he says, I wish I were dead. And what use would that be to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? Um, Dumbledore yeah. is giving me Elena Tyrell vibes. Since we're in the, since we're already in the um, right. Game of Thrones crossover. <laughs> Lady of Thorns. Just. Like, like yikes. And telling truths. It's awful. Ripping Good. the bandaid oh, off. Man. I've missed this. Not gonna lie. Like, Is I, it? <laughs> I did. It's I terrible. Missed I miss Dumbledore. So like what? Like just messy and like He's wrong. so messy. He's so wrong. It's Do you so remember? Wrong. Um, if you loved Lily Evans, if you truly loved her, then your way forward is clear. So, one, I wouldn't call it love. Like, let's let's doing a lot. But yeah, I also it also just like point like this is one of the things like Lily's character. Okay, no, no, no. If stop, it stop, isn't stop. love, stop. Why do I, I hurt I so um, bad? No, I know. Stop. I know, but the lyrics so just go perfectly. Is, just call me Portia. Sorry. Like talking about like the thing that motivates Snape to like keep to you know continue on in this job or whatever. It this thing where like Lily really only serves the purpose of being like motivation for male characters throughout this entire thing. Um and so yeah. it's just Dumbledore using her death to motivate Snape and like lots of things are motivating really just Harry's whole entire existence is like motivated by her, right? And there's all these things where it just feels like and then you know, we never get to see her from her perspective or like close enough to her perspective as we can and you know, it just is kind of yikes to me. Yeah, it is very yikes worthy. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in other news, the chat says he's a problematic fave, yet still a fave. <laughs> as messy as Muriel in this moment. Albus, Tiana says Albus gives me Billy Porter vibes. Nothing if not extra flamboyant and with style. They said, what's that anime <laughs> meme with the butterfly? Is this remorse? <laughs> Latte says, I want to, I want the post talks with McGee and Dumble having drinks, talking mess. Oh my God, Amer- hilarious. Dumble, Minerva, guess you told me some mess. Um, DJ says, I think eventually it becomes about Dumbledore yeah, as much as Lily for Snape. Yes. I agree eventually yeah. but right now um he's so then Dumbledore's like help me protect Lily's son the Dark Lord will return and Harry Potter will be in terrible danger um Snape is like very well but never tell Dumbledore this must stay between us swear it I cannot bear especially Potter's son I want your word which is like whatever 
But it also made me think that, like, maybe Dumbledore swore Remus to secrecy about, like, Snape and Lily being friends or something. Like, I could see Dumbledore being like, all right, let's keep yeah. it low just because, you know. But what's also very strange to me is the idea that, like, Dumbledore says, um, make sure it was not in vain. Help me protect Lily's son. And then Severus says, um, this must be between us. Swear it. I cannot bear, especially Potter's son. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> like, has so, like, disconnected Lily from J uh, James Potter in every way. He still says he's going right. after Lily Evans, which she's not Evans anymore. She's Potter. Like, just refusing mm -hmm. to see that part of you know yeah. what I mean? Like. For sure. Um, and then Dumbledore is like, he sighs and says, my word, Severus, that I shall never reveal the best of you. <sighs> and then he's just like, I guess. <laughs> if that's what you want. I, I mean, if that's how you want it, you want everyone to think you trash. Instantly, Snape is pacing up and down in front of Dumbledore. So this is like 10 years later. No. <laughs> yeah, this is like 10 years later. It's uh, first year in Sorcerer's <laughs> Stone. Mediocre, arrogant as his father, yeah. a determined rule breaker, delighted to find himself famous, attention seeking, and impertinent. So I'm just like, aren't you supposed to be keeping out, like, looking out for him? It's like. Aren't you supposed to be keeping him safe? If you think these things. <laughs> oh, wow, Tiana. If you think these things, then he's a baby like, still. Help him get over it. Nah. Really, what happened is that Snape without, saw Harry without into abuse. the Great Hall and was shooketh. He flashed back. He was like, and "Hold saw up!" James. He heard sniveling. He was triggered. Head, like just whispered, you know, like triggered. Um, Tiana said everyone to Snape and then puts frozen. Let it go. Let it go. And Marquita said, "Lord, I would kill to read the group text between Mick G, Dumbledore, Flitwick, and Sprout talking trash about Snape." Mm -mm. Uh, and Raquel said that's why we have Albus Severus because Harry can't see yeah. Dumbledore's sarcasm um so then um Dumbledore's like you see what you expect to see while he's like he's reading a copy of Transfiguration today so like they're they're like their relationship is cooler <laughs> it's like better at this point unbothered just like go um other teachers report that the boy is modest likable and reasonably talented personally I find him an engaging child um, Dumbledore turns the page and without looking up says, keep an eye on Quirrell, won't you? <laughs> Dumbledore, I cannot. I just, I miss him. Like, I didn't realize. I, like, I, you know, I, didn't, I just didn't realize how much I missed this, like, messy, petty, old, dumb, you know? How lucky we were to have him in our lives. Uh, so now we're in a new scene at the Yule Ball. Um, Dumbledore is asking Snape about like things he's heard. He's, uh, Snape is letting him know about Car the dark mark and how it's becoming darker and how um, Karkaroff is like planning to flee. Snape is like, I won't flee. I'm not, I'm not such a coward. Um, Dumbledore says, you're a braver man by far than Igor Karkaroff. You know, I sometimes think we sort too soon, which I'm like, mm, let's not um, for a couple reasons. One, I, now I'm like, it's hilarious because I feel like um, Harry heard <laughs> You're, so there's a difference between like you're the bravest man I ever knew and you're a braver man than Igor Karkaroff. 
So that was a leap. Yeah. Um, also, the I think we swore too soon is just like incorrect. Like Snape is absolutely a Slytherin. Whether that makes him good or bad is like a different argument. Um, I still like he particularly is bad, mm-hmm. but not necessarily because he's a Slytherin. But like his entire motivation is not bravery or courage or like he or glory. And it and his motivation. Right. Has not changed in right. these. Right. Like he's doing like again it's like 10 years, you know, that like he's taking or sure they're brave. It's like it's it requires a bit of recklessness. It requires him to be put to put himself in a dangerous position, but he's not doing it for like glory or for um like or just to be brave or like some like for that. That's not why he's doing it. Like or for he's, the he's doing greater good or the you know bigger cause gain or or at least like uh, redemption maybe is the word um and so yeah so i just feel like the i sort we, we sort too soon was more joe saying that than dumbledore but also you have to remember joe and dumbledore are both well, gryffindors to, so that in their mind the you're the bravest man i ever knew is like a high compliment because being a gryffindor is the best thing that you could be. Whereas he could be brave and still be a Slytherin. Yes. And still not be trash. Like, he could be Blaze. Well, he could not be. But you know what I mean? Like, he could aspire to be. Not trash, yeah. Um, so now... And not trash Slytherin, they exist. Now, uh, Harry is in the headmaster's office again. Um... Dumbledore's hand is blackened and burned. Snape is murdering incantations, um, pointing his wand at the wrist of the hand. Why, says Snape, why did not Why did you put on that ring? It carries a curse. Surely you realize that. Why even touch it? Um, so Mar- Marvolo Gaunt's ring lays on the desk before Dumbledore. And Dumbledore is like, I was a fool, sorely tempted. Um, and then it's a miracle you, you managed to return here. Snape sa- says... That ring carried a curse of extraordinary power to contain it is all we can hope for. I have trapped the curse in one hand for the time being. And then Dumbledore says, how long do you think I have? I cannot tell. Maybe a year. Um, and like, yo. Reading this book for the first time, my mind was blown. I was like, hold up. You he were like, what? What? He was going to die was anyway? Just, wow. You know? Snape is still trash, but like he didn't kill Dumbledore. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, by this point, I was just so jaded that he wasn't coming up. He he died, and he wasn't gonna be the new right. Voldemort. Um, so that I was Amani like, nothing matters. Skip this part, and honestly, I only skipped it. my 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 eye skipped it because this chapter is a hundred pages long. Um, but Snape asks, tempted by what, and Dumbledore doesn't answer. <laughs> honestly, like yes, he doesn't answer, but also like it's not Snape's business. Like, no sure, business. And Amani's talking about that power starved Slytherin was tempted by the old D he missed. And no, he was trying to get his parent, his family back. Sir. Mm, his sister and what his family. I know it D, unfortunately. Yikes. But he's not dead, so like why would he <laughs> Right? He don't need him. He don't need he to go to the to find Grindelwald. Uh <laughs> Resurrection Stone to get that D. He doesn't answer because it's a personal question. Like he wanted to see his yeah. mom, his mom and his sister again, and you know that didn't happen. 
Um, right. Dumbledore can make himself invisible. If he to wanted Norman that, D, he could operate his ass. Slither on through the things like uh, Norm Guard did. Slither on through the thing. Walk on in. Conjugal visit. Yes. There you go. Why are we even here? Ugh, gross. Why are I we? I skipped it for my brain. Why are we here, Amani? Get here. For um, a reason. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on. This matter is much more straightforward um, because Dumbledore plays chess, not checkers. Okay? Catch up, mustards. Um, mm-hmm. So he says, I refer to the plan Lord Voldemort is revolving around me. He's planned to have the poor Malfoy boy murder me. Um, he says, in short, the boy has, has had a death sentence pronounced upon him as surely as I have. I should have thought the natural successor to this job, once Draco fails, is yourself. Um, there's a short pause, and then Snape says, that, I think, is the Dark Lord's plan, which I'm like, Tom couldn't even kill Dumbledore. Like, he out here just talking all this mess this whole time. So much smack. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even kill Dumbledore. Delegating like, the killing of Dumbledore. Sauce. Like, wow. <laughs> um, so, he says, Lord Voldemort foresees a moment in the near future where he will not need to spy at Hogwarts. He believes the school will soon be in his grasp. Yes. Um, and if it does fall into his grasp, said Dumbledore, I have your word that you will do all in your power to protect the students of Hogwarts. Snape gives a sniff, a stiff nod, which basically means like, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess. Um, if I must. So then Dumbledore's like, your first priority is to discover what Draco is up to. So like, of course, now Harry is like seeing all this stuff and is like, wow, I really could have spent my time learning other things instead of trailing after Draco. You know? <laughs> well, not like Occlumency. Like getting the memory from Slughorn. Um, yeah. Um, like getting the memory from someone. And it yeah. says, a frightened teenage boy is in danger to others as well as to himself. Offer him help and guidance. Um, I am concerned less for myself than the accidental victims of whatever schemes might occur to the boy. Which, you know, he can't, and he can't make bigger moves on his own without exposing Snape, which is like part of the reason why Dumbledore doesn't approach, um, Dumb- yeah, doesn't approach Draco himself. Yep. He's like, Draco. Okay. But then also, I love I love this part because I didn't get this the first read. But so he says, um, a frightened teenage boy Can you is a danger I'm, to others I'm as well as to himself. I don't know. Why don't you ask Mama to text her? I did, but I can't do that right now. You know Mommy's here. You know that you're not supposed to interrupt me when there's someone else in here. Are you slamming doors? You know it's bedtime anyway, right? Ooh. It's Ooh. nine o'clock. So how about you put your pajamas on and go to bed? Let's do that. Close my door. No. You about to get in trouble. Ooh. Slamming doors. If I had the time, I'll put myself up out of this damn seat, but it's nine o'clock and I'm starving, so Okay. It's, yes. So Dumbledore says, um, a frightened teenage boy is a danger to others as well as himself. And I just want to go back to that time when he was a frightened teenage boy who now had to take care of his family because his mother died and he was a danger to others as well as himself. Indeed. I caught that this time and I was like, oh, I might have done, Joe might have done, did something there. Yep. Yeah. He's speaking from experience here. Um... Okay, so then. Okay, so then Snape says, "Are you intending to let him kill you?" Um, and he says, "Certainly not." 
You must kill me. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, and then Snape goes, would you like me to do it now? Or would you like a few moments to compose an epitaph? Um, Dumbledore is like, not quite yet. I dare say the moment will present itself in due course. If you don't mind dying, said Snape, why not let Draco do it? That that boy's soul is not yet so damaged. I would not have it ripped apart on my account. And my soul, Dumbledore, Ooh. mine, and like we've discussed this, we talked about it um, in Half-Blood Prince, but Snape's soul is already tattered and tarnished and probably at least torn a bit, you know? Mm. Right? How many children have you like already just tortured? Didn't you just threaten to poison neville's toad like four years ago what about your soul (laughs) is as greasy as your hair uh not greasy um so then dumbledore's like you know you alone know it will um whether it will harm your soul to help an old man avoid avoid pain and humiliation i ask this great favor of you severus because death is coming for me as surely as the chedley cannons will finish bottom of this year's league Um, Ooh, sound like an Arsenal fan. So then Snape gives a curt, a curt nod. Dumbledore's like, "Thank Did you." It to myself. Um, new scene. They're strolling together in the uh, in the deserted castle grounds by twilight. Um, so this is the conversation that Hagrid overheard. Um, Snape is like, "What are you doing with Potter all those evenings? You're close. You're closeted together." Dumbledore is just like, "I'm so tired of y'all and your nosing." Um, and he's like, "Why? You aren't trying to give him more mm-hmm. attention, Severus? The boy will soon have spent more time and attention than out." Um, then Snape starts going in about James, which is like, it's not the time. Um, his father. And then, so then Harry's like, I spend time with Harry or sorry, no, Dumbledore is like, I spend time with Harry because I have things to discuss with him. Um, information I must give him before it's too late information repeated Snape. You trust him. You do not trust me. This dude sounds like a shield agent getting upset because the director didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> withheld information. Cause they're spies. Cause they're spies. <laughs> it's like, the whole point is that it's secret. Like, so why, like, why are you so salty? You signed mm-hmm. up for this. Like, like, come on. I you play know chess, not checkers. Play role, bro. This How do you not remember this? A level six agent, please. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> like, come on. Just like, welcome. Um, and then he's like. So Harry, uh, Dumbledore's like, it's essential I give the boy enough information for him to do what he needs to do. Um, why can't I have the same information? I prefer not to put all of my secrets in one basket, particularly not a basket that spends so much time dangling at the arm of Lord Boom. Voldemort. Um, and Snape is like, but I do it on your orders. And he's like, yeah, which is exactly why I don't want that information in your hands, bro. Um, so then, yeah, basically Snape is spending all this time salty that Dumbledore talks to it's like basically honestly now that i'm thinking about it it's like it's basically snape yelling at lily because james likes her and he's like yelling at dumbledore because mm-hmm. harry is the chosen one you know because <laughs> harry's the chosen harry one likes- he's like why can't you tell me thought yep. we were supposed to be cool thought we was best of friends <laughs> like and it's like i could be the 30, chosen one sir you're 45 but you can't though <laughs> calm down um <laughs> But maybe I'm the chosen one, but you, you, obviously you're not. You had his mother killed because. No? Anyway. Okay. In 1980? No. No. Nope. Did you thrice yeah. defy him? Check down the checklist. I don't think. I don't think it's on you. Um, yeah. 
Dumbledore says, Lord Voldemort's soul, maimed as it is, cannot bear close contact with a soul like Harry. Uh, souls, we're talking of minds. In the case of Harry and Voldemort, to speak of one is to speak of the other. Then Dumbledore glances to make sure they're alone. They're near the Forbidden Forest, but there's no sign of anyone near him. But that's because Hagrid has studied at the school of Severus Snape, seeking and hiding in bushes. Um, and so he's just concealed himself. Mm-hmm. Um... And then Dumbledore says, after you have killed me, Severus, and then Snape is like, you take a great deal for granted. Perhaps I've changed my mind. And Dumbledore is like, mm, that's cute that you think that. Um, yeah. And Dumbledore he is having is like, a full-blown temper tantrum. And like Bayana just said, he's a 45. Yeah, he's 61. Um, come to my office tonight, Severus, <laughs> at 11, and you shall not complain that I have no confidence in you. So like, literally, he's just like, fine, whatever. Um, so now I'm right. dying well, tomorrow tonight, anyway. Like so tonight. Um, so they're back in Dumbledore's office. Yeah. Um, and then Dumbledore saying, Harry must not know, not until the last moment, which like, wow, this is shout out to plot, you know? Um, but what must he do? That is between Harry and me. There will come a time after my death. Um, when Lord Voldemort will s- seem to fear for the life of his snake. Now I'm just like waiting for Magus. Um, for Nagini, Snape looks astonished. Precisely. Mm-hmm. If there comes a time when Lord Voldemort stops sending the snake forth to do its bidding, but keeps it safe beside him under magical protection, then I think it will be safe to tell Harry. Um, because this is the moment when Voldemort will know that Harry's after Horcruxes, and I think that Dump- that Dumbledore is relying mm-hmm. on Harry being secretive enough that Voldemort wouldn't find out until pretty far on. Yeah. Um, until the end. And so... Yeah. Yeah, and so that's, like, part of the... And, and part of it is, like... It's interesting because... It, well, not interesting, but it's, like... I think it's mostly because he wants Harry... It's, like, a... Not a reminder or just, like, solidifying. Like, letting him know about what we're about to find out is, like, a way to solidify... For Harry to kind of, like, fortify himself into what he's about to do because, regardless, he's gonna have to go to Voldemort. And he was kind of planning to do that anyway... Um, because he knows he's gonna have yeah. to go to him to get to Nagini, which means he's gotta that get he Nagini is going to be risking his life, right? Um, and which means that he will inevitably have to die. So again, chess, and like it's a problem because you know this is a child and he's moving around like a chess <laughs> piece. But but I but still I he's, stand. He's a pawn. Um. Maggie said we all fear for Nagini's life and Amani said she's too precious for this world she just ate a dude he was a gross dude but she did just eat a dude come on y'all let's not forget where we started she was in the body of a noted famed historian she not she may be precious but she not too precious come on now Y'all, you don't want the Forget Nagini. where y'all we came see, from. We have the, the Draco redemption and the state redemption, but we can't have Nagini. <laughs> racism. Racism. I'm just saying. <laughs> racism? <laughs> I know, that's why. You I know that has a whole different meaning now that she's actually a... <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, so uh. Tell him that on the night Lord Voldemort tried to kill him, that Lily cast her own life between them as a shield. The killing curse rebounded upon Lord Voldemort and a fragment of Voldemort's soul blasted apart from the hole and latched itself onto the only living soul left in the collapsing building. Gasp. 
Um, part of Voldemort lives inside Harry, and it is that which gives him the power of speech with snakes and the connection with Lord Voldemort's mind that he has never understood. And while um, that fragment of soul unmissed by Voldemort remains attached to and protected by Harry, Lord Voldemort cannot die. Um, so then Harry kind of has a moment where he's like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, yeah. shit. He's like, what, what did I know? just hear? So the boy must die, asked Severus quite calmly. And Voldemort himself must do it, Severus. That is essential. Snape is like, I thought all these years that we were protecting him for her, for Lily. We have protected him because it has been essential to teach him, to raise him, to let him try his snake, his strength. Um... If I know him, he will have arranged matters so that he does not set out to meet his death. Or sorry, so that when he does set out to meet his death, it will truly mean the end of Voldemort. Uh, Snape looks horrified. <laughs> Dumbledore says all of this with his eyes closed. <laughs> mm-hmm. so then he opens his eyes and Snape looks horrified. You have kept him alive so he can die at the right moment, which is just like a manipulative king. Um, Don't be shocked, Severus. How many men and women have you watched die? Lately, only those whom I cannot save, said Snape. You have used me. And? So? What? Um, you said? Then he says, everything Your was point? supposed to keep Lily Potter's son safe. Now you tell me we've been... Wait, we've been mm, now you tell me we have been raising him like a pig for slaughter. Um, which again, this is all about her. It's not about bravery, right? It's not about doing what's right. It's about doing this for her. Every time. It's been what? Mm-hmm. When did this conversation happen last year? So it's been 15 years? Um... But this is touching, Severus, said Dumbledore seriously. <laughs> I just, the misreading on this is hilarious. Have you grown to care for the boy, after all? For him? shouted Snape. Expecto Patronum. Literally? Literally, <laughs> Snape said, Snape said, fuck that kid. <laughs> just. <laughs> fuck these kids. But also, just got indignant about the fact that he's about to die. Dumbledore's like, oh, for real? You care? Okay, Fuck that kid. kid. I don't care about him. Why are you mad? Well, then why are you? Why are you mad? And like, okay, so honestly, I'm so, so I, like, so I, Dumbledore's like, this is a roller coaster of emotion. His child after Snape. Um, he his brain is still on. I'm a what? Horcrux. I gotta go get killed by Voldemort. And so he's uh, watching this. He had the bomb dropped on him. And now he's like in the process of having another bomb dropped on him, right? That like Snape loved. And like this one has been like growing. He's like, yo, Snape really fucked my mom like that. Like, oh, snap. She, he mm-hmm. loved her. Like at least somehow in. Yeah. And then they were he, so his brain is still in the yeah. like, I got to be killed by Voldemort. So because he's so emotional and so like processing that. He sees a silver doe burst, burst out of Snape's wand and is like, oh, shit. This is the bravest man I've ever known. <laughs> Ooh, child. The ghetto. So, and he says, then Dumbledore watches the, the doe fly away. His We're, eyes full of tears. I'm very confused says, about this. Was Dumbledore's eyes full of tears or were Snape's oh, so, eyes so full of tears? Dumbledore watched fly away and as soon as we go, he turned back to Snape and his eyes are full of tears. Oh, maybe Snape's eyes. Somebody's crying. <laughs> Someone's yeah someone's someone's crying crying i just can't i could Um, not tell who after all this time always said snape and a thousand gross tattoos were born the ghetto people that didn't get it they got they got always tattooed on them and they sang i'll be watching you at their wedding just Um, didn't get it the scene shifts harry snape talking to the portrait of dumbledore 
Um, which, like, I just, I love the portraits. And, like, as a reminder, this is on, oh, wait, Maggot. <gasps> Maggie! Is that the sorting hat? What kind of hat is that? <laughs> it's a fedora. It's a, it's a cowboy fedora. hat? I know, I'm so because confused. Snape is it's a fedora. Who he is. So this is... Um, Nagini is not going to let this one play out. Fuck all those romantic tattoos. After all this time, er, and then Nagini pops Snape's out. Fedora. And Snape I is cannot. gone. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, Snatches uh, the fedora. He out. Um, oh, man. So, okay. So, the so back to... The, <laughs> Now I have tears um, so in Harris my eyes. So Harry's talking to the portrait of Dumbledore, which, like, um, I think on Pottermore, I think it still exists. I know they were going to change it at some point, but I don't think they have yet. Um, there's an article about portraits and how the headmaster's portraits is, like, it's been painted, like, during when they become headmaster. As soon as so they're, then, like, named headmaster. As, like, their tenure goes on, like, the headmaster is, like, imparting things to the portrait. Um, and usually it's just stuff like mannerisms, like, you know, worldviews, pedagogy, that kind of thing. Um, in this case, for Dumbledore, he's like, also, why know, the last few chess moves that we got to do to get rid of uh, <laughs> moves that I have. <clears throat> Here, portrait, you have about a few, you know, well, I guess. Seven years yeah, to hear my fourteen year, million sure, part plan. The portrait was really out oh. there all the time. <laughs> um, so number mm-hmm. portrait says you will have to give Voldemort the correct date of Harry's departure, but you must plant the idea of decoys. Try mon- try confunding Mundungus Fletcher. I am counting on you to remain in Lord Voldemort's good books as long as possible, or Hogwarts will be left to the mercy of the Caros. So now Snape is confunding Mundungus and is like, you will suggest to the Order of the Phoenix that they use decoys, Polyjuice potion, identical Potters. Um, you'll forget that I've suggested this. So this seems more like the Imperious Curse than the Confundus charm. And I wonder yeah. if they say, conf- or if she says Confundus because it's not dark magic in quotes. And so it makes like Order of the Phoenix, like the Order doesn't mm-hmm. use dark magic, but that's what I'm saying. But and Snape also, does. Like- Snape... Dumbledore said you should use the Confundus charm and Snape was Imperial. like, why when Imperio is so much like, easier? Maybe there are levels to the Confundus charm, but this is like pretty much exactly how the Imperius works. So weird. Um, yeah. So now Harry is flying along Snape on a broomstick. He sees Remus and the Harry who is really George. Um, oh, great. Fourth of July. Stupid. Anyway. Um, a Death Eater moves ahead of Snape and raises his wand, pointing it at Remus's back. Snape uses Sectumsempra, but the, the spell intended for the wet Death Eater's wand hand misses and hits George instead. And, like, I don't care. Fuck him. Anyway. Um, Snape is kneeling in Sirius's old bedroom, tears dripping from the end of his hooked nose as he reads the old letter from Lily. Why was he even there? Um, the second page carried only a few words. Could have ever been friends with Grindelwald. I think his mind's, I think her mind's going personally. Lots of love, Lily. And it's like, this is not for you. Go wash, go wash your hair. That was not for you. Snape. Snape takes the page. That had nothing to do with you. And her love and tucks it inside his robes. 
Then he rips into the photograph he was holding so that he kept part from which he kept the part from which Lily laughed, throwing the portion showing James and Harry back onto the floor under the chest of drawers. And so Harry saw that and was like, wow, I'm going to name my son after him. Like, are you serious? Kind of bullshit. I read that the first time and I was like, this is the most disgusting man. Sure, he's like good and like, you know, he's on our side, but what? Like what? At what cost? And now (laughs) Snape is in the headmaster's study as Phineas Nigelis comes hurrying into his portrait. Headmaster, they are camping in the Forest of Dean. Um, which I guess he's probably, honestly, I feel like he's the only one who calls him headmaster, but maybe not. Um, the mudblood, do not use that mm-hmm. word. And I'm like, oh, so now you don't want to use that word? Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, the Granger girl. Oh, the turntables. She opened the bag and I heard her. Very good, cries uh, the portrait of Dumbledore. Severus, the sword. Don't forget, it must be taken under conditions of need and valor. And I'm like, Snape didn't forget. That's the, he was ready for that part. That was the first part of the plan he made. When he he was ready for that one. That. Um, he approaches the portrait of Dumbledore, pulls it aside. It swings forward, revealing a hidden cavity behind, behind it from which he took the sword of Gryffindor because Dumbledore is clever, okay? Um, <laughs> and you because still have to tell me why it's so important to give power of the sword. Snape uh, asks, no, I don't think so, said Dumbledore's portrait. Just petty after death. I love it. Um, he will know what to do with it. And Severus, be careful. They may not take kindly to your appearance after George Weasley's mishap. Don't worry, Dumbledore. He says coolly, I have a plan. And of course he does. Because he's like, what? this is like right up my alley. I can still be, I can still be on the good side. And I like get to torture? For, you know, for Harry. And my cause Harry dad, harm? Okay? I'm um, ready. I was made for Harry this. leaves the room. Uh, sorry. And Snape leaves the room. Harry rises up out of the pensieve, and moments later, he lays on the carpeted floor in exactly the same room. Snape might have just closed the door. Oh, these chapters are long. My God. Long. So good. Um, but MVPs so good. and benched. I, so I'm a, I originally, I wanted to do Snape. I wanted to do Dumbledore, sorry. But I'm changing it to Lily, because as we were reading okay. it, I was like, Lily's actually better. But I was just, by the end of it, when I was reading it to myself, the 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 stand the standage just like oh, just I was Dumbledore like, wow. was showing up and I showing just out it so much you know <laughs> and I just didn't realize but really like Lily um for just being that one and like recognizing her worth and telling Snape that if she, he wanted her earn her and he didn't do that shit and she moved on and protected <laughs> her son and you know all that good stuff yeah point blank period. Um, I also made Lily my MVP, and I think it is um, a travesty that we don't get more about her without how it affects the men in her life. Um, But as we could see just from jump, from like when we first meet her at nine, like she knows who she is. She she embraces the weird, which is like. I think the best part of any person is people who embrace the weird and she's kind and loving and she, she stands up for what's right in her morals and doesn't allow, you know, people, no matter how close they are to her to like, to get away with shit. You know, she's going to call you out on your, your, your Nazism. So gotta be Lily. Um, So, 
DJ MVP's Okay, DJ MVP's Harry, this is a whole lot to take in, and we may not all love his interpretation of it, but he does the best he can where he's at in a cycle of generational trauma. And the honorary MVP goes to Dumbledore for realizing the asset Snape could be to the cause. Latte MVP's Lily, she really is the MVP of the entire series. She allowed her son to be a survivor of the killing curse. She was the kind heart that gave love to Snape when he needed it, but it was his job to realize that love can be platonic. She didn't write boop, but you know, it needed it needed a boop. I felt I felt it in my bones. <laughs> Lucia just went straight for the bench. Um, Tiana MVP's Albus, the problematic fave. Lucia MVP's Lily for dropping that garbage like it was hot, choosing what was right, not what was easy, and kickstarting the downfall of a man who destroyed her life and so many others. Portia MVP's Lily for not giving these boys any of her good time. While they were being idiots, we stand a young woman who knows her worth and stands in it. Also, MVP's Dumbledore for having the compassion to write a young muggle girl when he really didn't have to, before Harry or any other motive could be behind it. I also don't mind him being manipulative for good. Shrug emoji. Amani MVP's Lily for having no time for any fuckboys and standing in her truth. Raquel MVP's Lily, despite Petunia being herself, Lily stood up for her. I can say whatever about my sib, but you better not say anything. Um, Tay MVP's Lily, unapologetically badass, gives second chances, but knows when to call it quits when folks are undeserving. Maggie MVP's Lily for fighting for what's right, trying to use her friendship to make Snape see a different perspective, but recognizing when she can't change his bigotry and dropping him from her life. Secondary MVP Tay gives to Dumbledore <laughs> for making Snape wallow in it. He has her exact eyes. You <gasps> remember them eyes? How they, they were like MVP's, super green and like emerald. You right? know what I'm saying? They were shaped like, right. like lemons. <laughs> Precisely her eyes. The green ones. Precisely. Um, they MVP's Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore for the best Damn. played game of chess the world has ever seen. He truly sacrificed Work. for the hope of a checkmate. Uh, bench. Woo. Bench. Basically. Snape, greasy haired ass motherfucker. Snape incel ass motherfucker. Don't know no yep. when Same. no means no motherfucker. Basically. Sure. Motherfucker. And, and <laughs> Motherfucker, motherfucker. I too benched, benched Snape. And another one. DJ benches Cy Snape. I don't want to bench him because this is his chapter, but a tough childhood is no excuse to be a shit person and can even make some of the best people hairy. People say he was a great double agent, but not really. He played up the hateful side so much more. It's true. DJ gives an honorary bench to Dumbledore for manipulating the fuck out of a grieving and emotionally distressed person no matter how awful they were which I mean you know but it was Snape you know like I get it but also it was Snape do we care I guess we Maybe we should care. I don't know. You mean Lucia MVP Snape for being a fucking nasty incel who t benches. Sorry. If you couldn't tell by the first sentence, Lucia benches Snape for being a fucking nasty incel who turned the unarguably political death of a young wife and mother who martyred herself for the love of her son, a death which he was partially responsible for 
about him and his disgusting little obsession that blinded him from seeing Lily as the woman she was, not the girl he imagined. Portia said, holding her lifeless body in front of her infant. Well, in the Ugh, movie, he, he did, did do that. that. He did that. He they, did that and they thing. were like, wow. In the is movie, he romance? did that thing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Butterfly <laughs> meme. No. Um, Snape benched, uh, or Latte benches Snape. I wanted to bench someone else, but I can't stand in the face of Grand Wizard Supreme Incel and act like he Why isn't just thriving in his filth. Stand in it. Stand in the truth. Which you is. Know what I mean? It was right I don't there. get it. It was it was all on the page. Stand in it. It was all there. Portia bitches Snape for being the OG fuckboy and incel supreme, plus being <laughs> the literal poster boy for a wash. Literally. Hop out the pool. He's not on the poster, the but we could make a poster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so distraught by this. Get up out the lake and take this a shower. This is distressing. Ah. Do you know how much stuff? I do. That's why I take showers. Is in pools and lakes? Jesus. It's so distressing. Anyway, Raquel benches Snape for living in the friend zone, getting kicked out of the friend zone and killing people to get back in the friend zone in hopes of getting her love. Maggie benches Snape, the unwashed greasy fedora-wearing bigoted abuser of children, Thief of memories that belong to Lily's child and disrespecter of consent and body autonomy. Mm-hmm. I just I have all of these feels. Um, Tiana benches Snape for being an unhappy jerk who chooses to live a life of feeling sorry for himself and hating others as opposed to fixing himself and taking control and responsibility of his own happiness and his life. Honorary mention, The Wizarding World and Miss Prince for not intervening when a child is showing clear signs of bad coping due to trauma that he is enduring. This world also did not lead Severus to process his emotions, so he spent 30 years festering and obsessing over a woman and then idolizes her after his actions lead to her death. I also benched Snape for asking Harry to look at him on his deathbed. Oh, I forgot. I already benched him. Laugh out loud. Double benching. They benches Petunia. Hateful for no reason. Fed. <laughs> said <laughs> loved clothes fit um oh oh okay fetter than she was eating okay i got fetter than like oh. <laughs> you know she was a snitch said oh she was like a fed. i mean yes both both and <laughs> <laughs> both and but that's why i was like said and then everything else didn't make sense said loved clothes fit no closet under the stairs like what was her motivation and Portia gives us a shade award to Phineas Nigellus for what had to be the funniest shade tea to ever happen after Snape came to Dumbledore I know he was giving and then there's a gif oh it's the gif of Lawrence Fishburne Mm -hmm. laughing and dancing great um so thank you for listening Next week, we will be discussing chapter 34 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, The Forest again. Make sure to follow along. Let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for this chapter and all previous chapters. Um, you only have about a month or so to get those in. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. And don't forget, we'll be doing a live tweet of Deathly Hollows, um, the movies, on August 2nd and 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Use the hashtag Wizards, 
uh, Wizard Team and HPDH. And after the movie, we'll do our last episode on Deathly Hollows, where we recap both the books and movies, as well as figure out who is the real MVP and who was benched for the entire book and the entire series. The series! So, both. Wow. Also, this motherfucking podcast is three hours. We need to go. Bye. Bye.